0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. To dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Draft Kit. And the free roll uh, football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host for the evening, Justin Bruni. Joining me is Andrew and Cody. How are we doing, gentlemen?
1: Hey, fantastic. Cody's on
0: mute. <laughs> Cody, you're still on mute. Sorry, it's my first time. <laughs> it's Friday night, and the feeling
2: is right. Good start. Right. Let's go. No, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back. Glad to, glad to be back with you guys to finish this up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're back to do part two of our AFC uh, narratives and questions in fantasy football. Uh, Last segment, we finished the AFC East and the West, and now we're going north and south. Very excited to get into it. Hopefully you guys have had a good week. Uh, We're just going to dive right in because, man, it took us a long time just to go through two divisions. uh, Last, uh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday. So we're going to dive right in here. We're going to the AFC North we got the Steelers up first, guys. What quarterback is going to start the most games for the Steelers this year? Who is going to be in the action the most uh, of that group? Trubisky, Rudolph, Pickett. What are we thinking? oh. Uh, yes,
1: yes. I'll I'll just jump in here. I really, um, I was asked this question before by by Buddy, and I told him that I really believe that it's depending on what their uh, record is. You know, if they're going in here and they start out the year, I don't know, let's say five and two with Trubisky, right? I, I think that buys him a, a really long leash as far as how long they'll let him in there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the polar opposite, if they start off two and five, I, I really think that they're going to yank him and just see what they have and pick it right. I mean, what's the what's the harm in, in doing that, you know? They've obviously seen Trubisky with the Bears. No offense, Justin, but he wasn't, you know, fantastic. He he had a year that he was pretty good, and and he's serviceable, but he's probably not the long term answer there. Pickett probably is. So honestly, for me, it's just all it's all about the record. You know, if they're if they're doing well, they'll leave him in there. If not, you know, I think it's Pickett's show.
0: What do you think, Cody?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say I think it's Mitch Trubisky at least to start. Like you said, I I don't see he was a good quarterback with the Bears. I know you're a Bears fan, Justin. I don't know how you feel about him, but he he was pretty good and, and performed well. The team wasn't that great. The coach, not so good. Now you're in like the perfect situation. Tomlin is one of the best, if not the best coach in the league. He's good every year. They have a solid record. You bring in the veteran. You let him start for the year. You let Pickett sit behind him the old school way. That's how the Steelers do things. He's going to sit behind him for a year, learn. Trubisky going to have a good year they might be able to trade him or something in the offseason then it's Pickett's team next year so fantasy wise I'm all in on Mitch Trubisky and I think where you can get him so late because you don't know who's going to be the quarterback if you need a quarterback late he's a good guy to grab maybe not so much in a one quarterback league but mm-hmm. if you're in a super flex or something to have as that is that backup for you uh later on in the drafts but I love Mitch Trubisky, and, and I think that that we're going to see a lot from him in a good season. I think they're going to let Pickett sit. So dynasty wise, Pickett's a good pickup because he's obviously the future in Pittsburgh. But but I think for now it's Trubisky time.
0: I don't know. I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking that Pickett can take over some maybe some way midway through the season. I like where Andrew was at with the two and five. I'm looking at the <laughs> the schedule here. We're starting with the Bengals. Coin toss. I, th- I think we'll say coin toss for now. Patriots. That's not a favorable matchup for Mitch. Uh, the Browns week three, the Jets week four. That's a favorable matchup, and then the Bills week five. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a reality they can go one and four to start. One and four. I mean, I think Mitch will get pulled at that point. I feel like he's going to have a very short leash. Uh, he had a short leash with Nick Foles behind him. You know, the, that's who the, the Bears thought you know could make him compete, right? So you know, Kenny Pickett, young quarterback coming in here. I think he's going to have a good opportunity. And from that point on, you know, you do have the Buccaneers. Maybe that's kind of like the like the good changing point if the record is bad Um, and after that the Dolphins the Eagles the Saints the Bengals and the Colts maybe a little bit more friendly uh, matchups there uh, you know first the past the first quarter of the season I don't know I I feel like Pickett's going to take over I've seen what Mitch can do Um, I was talking to Andrew before the show started to mention he's a Commanders fan I saw Mitch play live against the the Commanders actually the last football a game that they played as the Redskins on Monday night football. It was amazing. Bears whooped them. It was great. Mitch was fantastic. (laughs) Three touchdowns in the first half, and then he was nowhere to be seen in the second half. So he is definitely a hot and cold type of player. If he starts off cold, like I'm kind of predicting, Pickett's going to be that guy for them because, again, they have like three pretty competent quarterbacks that we've seen through training camp at least. I mean, yeah, none of us are high on Mason Rudolph, but he competed in camp. He showed up. He, He played well in the games, and he played well. Uh, and practices so like what else can you ask out of a guy right so they've got a good problem to have over there uh in their quarterback room but i think mitch is going to be on a short lease he's not someone that i'm interested in uh, in redraft formats all right moving on uh looking at Najee harris when you're looking at adp probably the back end of the first round and you're looking at Najee harris on the board would you rather have Najee harris joe mixon or saquon barkley we'll start with andrew
1: it's Barkley. Um, it's not even close for me to be honest with you. Two things, uh, you know, about Mixon. One, I don't think that he is going to play a lot on third down. He only played seventeen percent of the third down snaps last year. I don't think that's mm-hmm. really going to change. For some reason, they like Samaje Um, and I actually like Chris Evans a lot. You know, there's it, it's a little bit of a mystery to me. I mean, they the, if they didn't learn anything from the Super Bowl, it's that they should have had Mixon on that last play out there i mean it, to me it's just crazy so i exactly. i do like Mixon over Najee. um again Najee, uh, it's a volume play but with the liz frank injury or whatever they it, it's not an injury but he has a little bit of a concern with it that scares me away right there a liz frank injury is nothing to joke around with so i want nothing to do with with Najee, to be honest with you unless he really falls um you know and again for for mixing it's I, I don't think that he's gonna play every role Barkley, on the other hand, he's going to play until he can't anymore. I mean, they're, they're going to run him into the ground. He's been a little uh, injured, so he he's had plenty of rest. He's going to play every single down. There's nobody of note behind him. So for me, it, it's Barkley, and it's it's you know purely because of all the volume. He has all the work, and I mean, even though I think the Giants are going to just stink, I, I still think that he gets all the work, and he just has the, the highest upside for me, and, and that's the shot I'd rather take there. All right.
2: What do you think? I'm actually going to go with Najee. I really like Najee this year. I think he could be potentially one of the best running back fantasy players there is on the board. So I do like the other two guys as well. I'm not necessarily staying away from any of them, but given the choice, it's Najee for me. I mean, we saw how much they ran him last year, how much they relied on him again. Like you just said, not really anybody of no mind him. I would say that's still pretty much the case there in Pittsburgh. He's going to be the main guy. He's going to get the touchdown opportunities when they're down on the goal line and close. Uh, I mean, again, that old school football style, they want to run the ball. No matter which quarterback is playing, they're probably not going to be blowing teams out. It's going to be closer games. They're going to want to run the clock a lot and feed Najee the ball. Um, But I think both quarterbacks are good enough with the weapons they have at receiver to open it up and not necessarily. I mean, that's that'd be my concern in New York. They're going to be bad. Uh, for wide receivers, I mean, shout out to my guy, Wandell Robinson from Nebraska, but, uh, they don't have a ton of big options there. Whereas Pittsburgh can spread the ball out a little, that's going to open up more lanes for Najee and give him more, more opportunities. So I'm going to take Najee probably. And then for me, it's really a toss up between the other two. I could go either way. Um, Saquon's hurt me a few times in the past. So that, that definitely factors in a little, obviously. I think that's why he's down in ADP because obviously, He's shown us before he can be really good. It was right. it was a, a small sample size, but uh, but so I'd probably go Najee and then Mixon, and then Saquon will be my third guy.
0: So I have Najee up front as well, and then I have Barkley and then Mixon. Barkley and Mixon are pretty close. They're between 9 and 11, so I have Barkley at 9 and I have Mixon. Oh, actually, I have Mixon at oh, – I do have him at 11 for a second. I thought he was at 10. So, yeah, I have Barkley at 9, Mixon at 11, and then um, Najee at 5. I feel like Najee does have that outside shot still to kind of get that that high level, that high volume uh, that you see from guys like CMC or Jonathan Taylor. You know, just because he is going to be the identity of that offense. I haven't really heard anything that serious about the Liz Frank issue. It's a Liz Frank bruise, is is what I'm hearing, and there haven't been any significant red flags. So until that happens, I guess I'm just going to leave him stay put. I have him ranked as running back five coming off my board. Uh, the only guys I have ahead of him are Cook, Eckler, McCaffrey, and Taylor. Um, So, yeah, I'm still incredibly high on him. I would be very disappointed if he had some type of injury like this, like just before we're about to take off, that would, you know, deteriorate his value or keep him off the field. So hopefully everything straightens out there quickly. But, yeah, until I see any, like, um, you know, incredulous red flags, I'm, I'm gonna hold strong with them. I really like Mixon, but man, Andrew, I'm right there with you, man. Like I was on the Bengals train all the way through the playoffs. I took them to win every single game. I wouldn't stop. Went into the Super Bowl. I was so angry at the finish of that game. Just like let your best players play. Like hey, I, the stat that you brought up, like you know what? That type of approach probably kept Joe Mixon more healthy last year. He had a great season, right? Like he was on the field a lot. He was healthy. He didn't miss time, right? So maybe that played into the regular season. But we got one play to make. We got one play to make. Chris Evans, come on now. Smaji P. Ryan, come on now. Third and one, come on. Killing me. <laughs> Killing me. And, and Saquon, I just feel like at times there are going to be moments where they are conservative with him. I do believe you, Andrew. Like there's going to be some high weeks for him, but at the same time, because of the injury history, if the game script isn't there, you know, if they're playing from behind, like, I, I you know, I still don't really trust their defense a whole lot. You know, I feel like he could get scripted out of the game at, at some certain point. So I'm still high on him. Higher than maybe I think a lot of people, actually. I still have him at running back 11. Um, But at the same time, I feel like there could be some low, low weeks, you know, based on game script or just, you know, the team and the coaching staff being conservative with his health. All right. Before we continue with the Steelers, we're going to do a quick uh, word from the sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet and their reduced juice in baseball games. It makes them the best place to bet the MLB. Uh, plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours, a day, uh, 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win has also just released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. We're
2: also brought to you by Odds Trader. Uh, what is Odds Trader? It's a place to compare all the odds from major sports books. You can also compare different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deals. This app provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all your game day bets.
1: And the free roll football contests are here. College football contest, $1,500 up for grabs. NFL contest, $5,000 and a two night stay at the Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, slash Discord. That's slash Discord.
0: Hashtag live reads, let's go. <laughs> Also go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check out the fantasy tab. We've got cheat sheets. We've got projections for you guys. We've got IDP info, auction info, target guides. We've got everything you guys need. Uh, You can go catch uh, 24 hours of uh, best ball with Andrew, Rob, and Ryan uh, Kramer. They hit it absolutely hard. If you've uh, seen every best ball draft, I guarantee there's still one left over from those guys. So go check out all of our our content. Uh, We're going to get back into it here. We are talking the AFC North and the Steelers. Uh, But again, before we do, we're going to hit a word from the chat here. We've got Cody Canyon in the chat asking about some home league draft questions. We're going to walk him through a couple of these. Shout shout out to Cody, by
2: the way. First of all, amazing first name. I absolutely love it. Second of all, (laughs) I'm also (laughs) in like 28 best ball and all kinds of crazy weird leagues with this guy. So uh, we've never met, but uh, we're DGENs together. So shout out to you. But you
0: have a a deep valued relationship.
2: Exactly.
0: A common history. (laughs) All right, so Cody Canyon's asking: Hurts, Brady, or Mills uh, in his home league? I'm I'm assuming this is redraft. Looks, um, yeah, it looks like it's a
2: super flex. I think that's what he has. Is is these guys?
0: Are these key? Are these keepers, Cody? Let us know. Did he ask I a mean,
2: question previously? I think. Well, he said uh, he's self conscious about his home league. Let me let us know how he thinks he, how we think he fares. So it's a 12 team super flex PPR. So I think uh, this, this, is, is this, he, is so this is who roster. he. So uh, okay. this is who he has. Oh, okay. That's a
0: good group. Her quarterback group's good, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Hertz, man, Hurts could be the number one uh, quarterback. He's he's the first guy I'm really targeting off the board in most drafts is is Hertz because he's my favorite. He's got the rushing upside. I think that Eagles team is going to be explosive this year. I Tom Brady
0: challenge throwing the flag, <laughs> throwing the flag. Oh, oh man, God. wow, That's killing me. <laughs> I don't know Hertz Hertz number one pass. conversations have got to <laughs> slow down. I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Uh, like, the rushing quarterback, love, like, I love a rushing quarterback, right? But, like, not everybody is just going to become Lamar Jackson. It just kind of drives me crazy sometimes. Like, everyone <laughs> thinks, like, Trey Lance is going to rush for over a 1,000 yards. He's got potential to be the top five because he can run. Like, God bless. Like, like I, I love Sean, but he was saying Justin Fields is going to be quarterback seven. And I'm a Bears fan, and I'm like, oh, my God. Am
2: I like, on Fields, too. I mean, maybe not, maybe not seven,
1: but. Yeah, um... I have him at five. <laughs> oh, shit. There like,
0: you go. Five? Redrafted? <laughs> Justin yep. Fields,
1: like, oh, God.
0: the rushing uh, quarterback. Dude, you're a Bears so, fan, so you should be strong. happy about this. <laughs> oh, no, believe me, I'm I'm like gleaming ear to ear. I said the same thing to Sean. I'm just like, I love it, but man, running, I'm not saying it's overrated, but man, I love passing <laughs> touchdowns. Like, when I look at this group here, like, Brady's the guy that's going to be around 40 total touchdowns. Like, Hurts, I feel like his ceiling is 30, and that's with probably eight rushing touchdowns included.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, he's, he said, Hurts quarterback one, pin it, post it. So it's over.
0: <laughs> hey, I, hey, go get him, Cody. Go get him. Hey, I don't, I don't hate drafting him, but just like when I hear all that, just like, man, like the Russian <laughs> QB love is so, so strong. It's like the force. Dude, all right, looking it's at his running back his room,
2: too. Man. Yeah.
0: yeah, I do like this, actually. Pearson Hunt. Yep, Looks like Javante, he probably waited Steve. after Javante, too. Like the, the ADP here, you know, is definitely yeah. more like back end oriented. So it kind of likes like a hero RB approach, which I don't mind.
1: Yeah, he can plug and play the the RB2 all year long. Yeah, and and I mean, later on in the season, guys like Walker could end
2: up becoming the starter, taking Mm -hmm. over that role. Herbert, I mean, you know, there's a lot of questions on that Chicago backfield. He he Mm -hmm. could have a a solid role, too. So And Javante... I think um, he could um, have a
0: regular role, even with Montgomery playing well and being efficient. Like I feel like they could be a very good tandem because they're just missing uh, like that next playmaker after Monty, Komet, and Mooney. Um, Looking at his... I'm assuming this is Jerry Judy. No, okay. I thought it was Justin, it was Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Justin <laughs> <Yeah>. Jefferson. <laughs> what an assumption. His, his first-round <laughs> pick, obviously. Or Higgins, well, maybe he's Mooney. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's a Bears fan. Uh, olave, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Nico.
2: I mean, I like yeah, it's, it's solid. JJ, obviously, I, I think he's going to be the best wide receiver this year. I have him as my number one. Um, olave has got potential. I wrote a, a Rookie of the Year article. I wrote him up as my Rookie of the Year pick. Um, so I like that. Collins, he was solid last year um, with the rookie being out um, with his cancer and everything going on. He's definitely going to have a pronounced role in that Texans offense. I like it. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then for like tight that. ends, he had uh, Schultz and Irv Smith. I yeah, love, I love Schultz. Five this guy. Year. Yeah. Deep, I'm, I'm deep shot Irv Schultz Smith. Too, I like so. it. I like yep. it. Yep. All right. Let's get back to the Steelers here. Uh, any concerns about Deontay Johnson's uh, recent injury? Are you guys making any adjustments in your rankings? It doesn't seem like it's a big deal here, but uh, it's kind of, a, you know, like the first domino to really fall out of uh, Pittsburgh, at least the the one of highest concern here. Uh, any worry, guys?
2: I'm not I'm not really worried about it too much. Uh, actually, it worked out well for me in the uh, SGPN Fantasy Auction League we had. He hmm. got hurt that afternoon slash evening uh mm-hmm. in the in the game and then i got him for like four bucks in that league i think you helped me on that andrew because you you wrote Damn, to, in the chat yeah i did about for the season or something or he just broke yeah. his foot or something yeah broke his foot. i was like and i actually stopped for a second i'm like shit what <laughs> i didn't see that but uh but uh That's awesome. no i i, mean, I like him i mean he, i think he's gonna be the number one option there um obviously pickens i think is gonna have a big role i'm kind of out on claypool this year but. uh Johnson's going to be the number one guy. The injury doesn't seem to concern me. Everything I've read seems like he avoided a, bi- a big injury scare and should be okay and ready to go.
1: If, yeah, I wouldn't say – oh, I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, like, are you guys worried, like, if he doesn't play week one, like, if you hear he's going to be out like two weeks, like, what type of adjustment you you would make?
1: I, yeah, I'm th- not – I say I'm not really too worried about it to be to be honest with you, but the the reason I'm not worried about it is I already have Deontay Johnson buried on my rankings. I don't really want anything to do with him. Um, I would much rather take Claypool or Pickens later. Um, I I just I I don't think that Deontay is going to have the same role he did last year. Right. I mean, he was Big Ben's go to guy. That was Mm -hmm. his role. I like Claypool uh, in the slot better than I like Johnson in the slot. He had some drops last year. Not that that scares me away from it, but I, right. I would much rather take just the shot on one of the other guys later. I mean, I probably have less than three percent exposure on him in Best Ball, and and I feel really good about that. I just, I just do not like Deontay this year.
0: I'm like super high on him,
1: but that's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm like, I'm just, I'm well.
0: like just like wickedly high on him. I got him a like wide receiver eleven, like no big deal. Uh, oh he just goodness. comes off as like a a quarterback proof type of player, like, you know, yeah. seeing him last year, like, yeah, he was Ben's go-to guy, but that was because Ben couldn't get it to anybody else. Like literally like, you know, he could not get the ball down the field. So, you know, having like that, that lower A dot, right. Like being able to play, you know, inside the first 10 yards, I think is favorable to poor quarterback play, potentially out of Mitch growing quarterback play out of a picket or a Rudolph. So I don't know.
2: Well, I not imagine what he, what he did, with a quarterback that couldn't really throw the ball anymore. I mean, That's, Roethlisberger yeah. was great in his day, but the last couple of years he was noticeably not as good and he was able to perform well there. Now imagine if he can get the ball further down the field and he can still do those shorter things. Like you said, if the quarterbacks need help. So yeah, I'm, I'm really huge on him. And I wouldn't be concerned if he's out first couple of weeks, might be a great opportunity to try and get him either later in drafts this weekend, if he starts falling mm. or, you know he's he, on somebody else's bench they lose week one they don't have him, and, and they are they start panicking and you can get him for cheap i, I would go for it
1: he just went he just went 55 in a best wall draft i, I did uh, with the sgp guys uh, earlier today Th- there's just guys around him i prefer to have jerry judy mclaurin mooney brandon cooks juju bateman like i i would prefer every single one of them over him so you just feel different justin
0: no i have a mclaurin and a, uh not some not Not JJ, Jerry, Judy, and Mooney. I don't have them that high, but I do have McLaurin pretty close to Deontay. Where do I have him at?
2: Uh, Yeah, and I don't think—I mean, I would take Johnson over a lot of those guys.
0: Yeah. So me and uh, Dave. Height ball wise, maybe
2: not like Juju because Juju's got such upside in that Chiefs offense. I think, but
0: but redraft
2: wise, I'd rather have Johnson over. I think all those guys you named.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I have I have McLaurin at sixteen, so he's like five spots off of Deontay. And me and Heilman are the the guys that are the highest on him at SGPN, of who are ranking between like me, him, Adam Stickler, McBryer, and uh, Emerson. Um, so we're the highest at, at McLaurin at sixteen. As far as Deontay goes, his spread is from seven to nineteen. So it's yeah, I have and I have him at eleven. So kind of
1: like in the middle of that range. Hmm. Man, I need to draft with you guys. Hey, what we, we need saying, to right? it with you. Oh, We're the getting the pieces you that you remember? want. You're getting the pieces that
0: you want. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, good, right. it's a good deal. It works nice. out for everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Let's move on to uh Pratt Firemouth. Progression or regression for Pat Fryermouth this year. Kind of talking again about, you know, maybe being a friendly target to a growing quarterback or poor quarterback play, whether it's Mitch, Pickett, where you guys stand with Friarmouth for this year.
1: Progression. Uh, for everything we just talked about with Deontay, I think that Fryermouth's is going to be the guy across the middle. You know, I prefer Claypool in that slot position, but I, mm-hmm. I really think Fryermouth can can take off this year. I'm not drafting it that way only because again the quarterback situation scares me. The offensive line is is not good, so I'm wondering if they're going to make him block a little bit more this year as well. Um, so I don't know. There, there's certain things that that definitely make me. Stop and pause on him, but I mean the guys that are that are going around him: Irv Smith, Gasicki, other the guys. Like I'd rather take the shot on Fryermuth just because I I don't believe in Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't love Claypool. I do like Pickens a whole lot, but I, again, I, I'm low on Najee so I think organically it just pushes Fryermuth up the up the uh, pecking order for me there.
2: I man, think, I like a lot of pieces on the Steelers offense. Fryermuth, another one. I mean, if the quarter play is a little spotty. We've seen how many times these tight ends are just a safety blanket. It's a big guy mm-hmm. right there, a short pass. You can make it quick. That's a lot of PPR value. Um, we've seen Friar Muth, I mean, in his first year, the Steelers know how to draft pass catchers, for one. You can just pretty much count on anybody they draft to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stash Calvin Austin now in your in your Dynasty League, I guess. But, um, yo, I, I like him. I, I think we saw a lot of potential last year. And I think he can keep climbing up the ranks. And, and for where you're getting him later on, all those guys you mentioned that are going around him, I would take him head and shoulders above them. I do like Irv Smith this year, but not as much as Fryermouth.
0: Everyone is very worried about the the touchdown regression, right? He's gonna he's gonna have less touchdowns. But I don't see any of these other tight ends, Zach Gentry or Connor Hayward, taking him <laughs> off the field. No. Like they don't have a deep group. Maybe they go out and get somebody because it's you know it's pretty thin after Pat Fryermuth. Like if you were to sustain an injury i gotta imagine they go to the market maybe give jared cook a call i don't know um Mm. yeah i I mean i I don't mind him for his adp he's not someone that you have to prioritize to get on your roster as your your first tight end so you're drafting him as a bench tight end and i think he's a good option you know i I don't want to jump to him before the 10th round and say like a you know 18 round 12 team super flex league i I wouldn't do something like that i would definitely want to be in a situation where he falls in my lap where he's, you know, tight end 13 or 14 taken. I've seen him go as early as like tight end nine, and that's a little too rich for me.
2: Yep. Agreed.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. We're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors, and then we are coming back with the Ravens. Be right back after this. All right. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguide.us. At promoguide.us, you get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odd boost, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of uh, free picks as well. Promoguide.us is your guide to the, uh, betting smart. Once again, that's promoguide.us.
2: Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a league on Sleeper. I use it for my 8 trillion leagues I have. That's That's where I met our buddy Cody at. Um, it's a game changing product, yet. unlike, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on sleeper by playing their new over under game over is integrated into fantasy. The first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over under itself, but you can also do so on the fantasy league matchup screen. IE Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback. Not only do you think you're going to win your fantasy matchup this week but you're also confident he's going to pass for 250 yards. Easy, right? Over 250. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. Uh, stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, you can join our listener group at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use
1: for details. And Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from pick'em and survivor to fantasy pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. That's play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. For those of you that don't have any merch, I have a ton of merch. I bought way too much. I think I've spent more than I've actually uh, made here, and uh, the merch is, is fantastic. So the the gift card is actually something that that even more or less benefits uh, yeah benefits me <laughs> than the five hundred dollars cash. I think Cody Cody might be. I got, I got mugs, my beautiful I... <laughs> uh,
2: NASCAR gambling podcast mug. If you can see it, the lights reflecting off I like of it. my F one gambling podcast mug. Check check out yeah. my other shows on the network. That's right. And get the gear.
0: <laughs> I want to get the the third leg shorts. Ask me about my third
2: leg.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I need those. There's so I, I, much I,
2: stuff I, in that sh- in that store.
1: Oh, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I think you worked in a headband uh, when I was watching the other night, Ryan complimented your headband and said we might have to get some SGPN uh headbands in there. Chelsea. I, yeah, I, yeah, I that's would right. wear that. That's right.
0: We got to get you guys to the uh to the expo next oh, yeah. year cuz we're going to be we're going to be geared up and decked out for the uh for the fantasy football game or whatever oh, you yeah. want to call it. It's kind Hell of a, yeah. kind of a weird format they got over there, but it's all good. <laughs> We're going to have matching uniforms, now headbands, for sure. Oh, yeah. We're cooking cooking up some good stuff, for sure. All right, we're back. We're talking AFC fantasy questions. We're moving on to the Ravens. At ADP, who are you grabbing? Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, or Dak Prescott? We'll kick it to Andrew first.
1: It's Lamar. Uh, Plain and simple, he's the guy out of those three that I think can finish as quarterback one uh you know i think he's in fu mode as well he wants his money uh, especially if they don't give it to him this year he he's going to be all over the place he's going to be running the ball like a madman he's not afraid to to get hurt he beefed up in the offseason which i love as well for him especially with how much he does run you know kyler uh, as Kramer would say runs like a gymnast he worries me i mean M- do can't even get off of the computer for a little bit to read the playbook. I mean, it, it, that's, that's just ridiculous, right? It's like K- Kyler just doesn't do it for me. I do like Kyler better than Dak because, you know, I hate the Cowboys. So that's just, that plays into that. But uh, I, I mean, Dak too, you know, they, they lost Cooper. They have lamb and they have Schultz. They have a decent run game. Like I like Pollard a lot, but I, I actually think the Cowboys, and this is a little biased, but not fully is. I, I think the Cowboys finished third in the division as well. So I don't think they're going to be very good. So I don't want Dak. Uh, like I said, I, I do like Kyler's schedule uh, more than mm-hmm. I like Lamar's schedule. But again, like Lamar, uh, the, that team just knows how to win, and I think that Lamar is really going to hone in on on the pass catchers this year. Uh, you know, be, besides running, he has Bateman, he has Andrews. Like they are both very solid. So uh, you know, for me, it's Lamar due to the fact that I think he's the only one that can be QB one.
2: Yeah, it's not even close for me, Lamar, all day long. I mean. I know I said earlier that I think Hurts can be the the number one quarterback, but I think Lamar will be the number one quarterback. His upside is so huge. Um, He missed a couple of games last year, had some issues, so we didn't see a full season from him. But think back to his MVP season a couple years ago where he was just a madman and and crazy good. Like you said, the contract thing, he's already said he's not going to negotiate during the season. Well, the season starts in six days. So if a deal doesn't get done really quick, he's going to have some something to prove, he's going to bet on himself and he's going to show everyone that what he can do is rushing upsides amazing. I mean, there's question marks in the backfield, so that's going to probably they're going to probably rely on him more to run it. Um, he's got good receiving options. I like Kyler as well, um not nearly as much as Lamar, but I, I would settle for Carler, for Kyler. I think we've seen that offense can be explosive. He runs does run like a gymnast, but uh but he's still very productive the whole call of duty thing or whatever it is, where when the new map (laughs) out, his his production goes down is very concerning. (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe somebody will be watching that, but, uh, but, and uh, for, for Dak Prescott, like you said, down on the Cowboys this year. um, And I'm not even an NFC East fan. uh, I do think the Eagles kind of run away with that division, but, but their offensive line is hurt. Uh, It's definitely not like it was a few years ago. They've got a good running game. So they might lean on those guys more. Lots of questions at receiver. Can Lamb be a number one guy? We haven't seen it from him yet. Besides Lamb and Schultz, I I, I am high on Schultz. I think he's going to get a lot of stuff because there's no other options. Who's the second wide receiver there? Who's the third wide receiver there? There's a bunch of guys that could be, but we don't know what any of them are going to give us. So Lamar, by a long shot, um, I I would actually take him as the number one quarterback even. Um, and then Kyler and then Dak later on.
0: Yeah, I would be taking Lamar here. Uh, Lamar is the rushing quarterback that I want at his ADP. I just feel like, you know, he's a guy that you can trust on the ground because the offense is completely built around him. Whereas with the Eagles, like they've obviously added AJ Brown. They still like a lot of the pieces that they have there. They're they're more equipped at the receiver position, obviously better tight end uh, Andrews over Goddard. But at the same time, like Jackson's just going to be the priority here. Everything's going to run through him when they're running the triple option. Um, I mentioned on another show of ours, that you know, it doesn't matter who's at running back. They're just going to run all over you no matter what. Watch Kenyon Drake grab two easy touchdowns in week one or same thing for Mike Davis, whatever, right? Like, it's going to be Play him sickening. in DFS. It's
2: going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> right.
0: It's going to be sickening. But in DFS, you're going to want to stack him with Lamar because I also think that this offense is not going to be as bad uh, passing as people are predicting. I feel like Lamar has developed his passing skills in the past couple of seasons. And even as a rookie, they were just so, so conservative with him. They just refused to let him pass. Like, he would get, like, you know, 10 to 12 uh, 12 attempts a game. It was absolutely crazy, but he would run, you know, everywhere. We're not going back to those days by any means. I do still think he's going to be able to push the ball down the field, and there are going to be some defenses that definitely get caught with their pants down, you know, on some crazy, you know, Baltimore plays. We saw Hollywood Brown come out as a rookie and just had, you know, a a handful of splash plays, you know, his first uh, couple weeks in the league. So they're going to have some special stuff built up. Between Kyler and Dak and how they're falling in order here, I would definitely go Dak over Kyler. I think that the the passing volume for Dallas is just going to be so high. Whereas with Arizona, you know they they still produced the top five running back last year in James Conner. I feel like they still could lean into the ground a little bit more. And while the receiver situation is bad, I feel like Dak has hit a level now where you can just trust him to get the ball down the field. Like I feel like. You know, CD Lamb's gonna have a good season. Maybe it's not like you know top ten wide receiver, but I think that he has that potential. And to me, it's just about about his availability. Like I think he checks all the boxes for a wide receiver one, and it's definitely gonna help Dak move the chains. But I don't think that they have an established running game. I don't like Zeke. You know, I, I'm not you know pro high volume for Pollard. I think he could get a lot of touches as a receiving back. But I I don't think that he's just gonna be like, all right, yeah, I'm the RB one now. You know, I'm you know I'm gonna cr- smash this ADP, whatever. Um, and then you look at Kyler, again, I feel like they they run a little bit more. They use a little bit more James Conner, a little bit more Jarrell Williams. Maybe when we get Hopkins back, you have a little bit of a higher ceiling at that point. Starting out the season, I think we got definitely got to like Dak a little bit more, but definitely prioritizing Lamar to the top of that list.
2: Yeah, and just a quick note, too, on Lamar's passing. For whatever reason, people, oh, he can't pass the ball, whatever. I was working on some stuff. Win bet has that first quarterback to five touchdowns prop mm-hmm. out there. I was looking back at 2019 at his MVP season. He had three different games where he threw five touchdowns. So if he's performing like that this year, on top of all the rushing you're going to get from him, I mean, they open up the season against the Jets week one. That team is a total trash I dumpster was, fire.
0: I was just about to say, I wonder if one of those games he did put up the five. It was, was against, against the, the Jets. Jets. <laughs> yep. Oh,
2: so <laughs> what are yeah, those he's, odds 50, Cody? he's 50 to one. Uh, yeah, so
0: 50 to one, spoiler bad. alert, yeah. an
2: article coming out soon that's got that in there.
1: But Get on it now go. a couple shekels down, on man. it. <laughs> a couple shekels
0: on it. All right, what do you guys think about J.K. Dobbins at his current ADP? Feels like he's falling right now in value. Are you still uh, placing any priority on drafting him?
1: Uh, yeah,
2: I'll take him. I, I love J.K. Dobbins. I think that, you know, maybe the first two weeks or so, it's a little bit of a slower start. Like you said, they picked up Kenyon Drake. We could see him rely on that. We could see him go with Jackson. But like we just talked about, it's basically a triple op- a triple option offense. Like They are going to run the ball a lot. While Jackson can throw for five touchdowns, they're still going to run the ball a lot. They're going to rely on Dobbins. He's going to get dump offs out of the backfield. He's going to get plenty of carries. He is the number one guy. They picked up Drake. I think that was more just because Gus Edwards is probably not going to be around much. Mm. Mike Davis is like 75 years old so you're probably not going to get much out of him so i think drake you know might fill in a little more in the first two weeks but i think for the season long uh dobbins is fine i love him and if he keeps slipping the farther he gets down there the better it is for me i'm not necessarily gonna reach to grab him but if he's hanging around i'll definitely and i need a running back i'll definitely take him
0: what do you think andrew
1: i mean cody said it 100 percent, you know exactly how i would have to be honest like i i don't think that there's a scenario where i'm not drafting him outside of a full-blown injury like last year i, I don't really care that he's not going to be there the first couple weeks potentially um mm-hmm. the Kenyon drake thing is interesting because i know they like gus edwards and kenyan drake's actually a pretty good running back especially in in you know in the passing downs so I, it, it is slightly concerning that it lowered his ceiling in my opinion uh but i'm not going to steer clear of him to be honest I, I already have him in a bunch of regular redraft leagues i've done i have him in a ton of best ball leagues he's one of my highest exposed running backs so i i just think that the ravens if they're going to truly compete for the afc it's going to be play great defense and run the shit out of the ball you know with lamar with jk with Kenyon drake all of them so i i yeah, I'm not staying away. I I'll, I'll just keep drafting him and and you know, like Cody said, if he keeps falling, that's even better.
0: Yep. What do you guys think the highest round is you would take him in a single quarterback? Like would you spend a 5th round pick on him right now?
1: As my first running back or a second?
0: No, just, just any any situation like you've gotten to the 5th round and you've only drafted one one running back.
1: Yes. All right. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, if, especially if I got like CMC or somebody like that, that's going to be my mm-hmm my bell cow, big guy. I'd be very comfortable taking Dobbins.
0: I'm not in on it. I don't know. I just feel like any, any one of these guys can be great. And I don't know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I, I got to play devil's advocate, I guess. I don't know. I, like I, like I said, like, I feel like any one of these guys can be great because they just play for the Baltimore Ravens and they're a running back like this. It's a more about benefiting from the system and similar to Saquon Barkley, given the the status of Dobbins health and the uncertainty already for week one, even when they do bring him back, I have to feel like there is going to be some conservative usage and you're not going to necessarily get like a booming season, right? I'm not saying not to draft any of these guys, but I am saying it's a very convoluted situation and I, I hate to use this term, but you know Lamar Jackson's the best running back. Narrative is probably going to be pretty alive this year because very good odds he leads the team in rushing yards this season. That makes that makes that makes you the running back one on the team out of necessity. You know, if they need you to run that much to provide that type of volume, you're the running back one, buddy. I'm sorry, but you're also the QB one.
1: Hmm. I, I just don't think that that in those scenarios that they're going to want jackson to run over dobbins i mean because which one would you rather get season ending injury you know uh, of course it's going to be dobbins over lamar I well, mean, you know I, I mean obviously they don't want that to happen to if either they him, don't want lamar
0: to have a season ending injury they probably shouldn't let him run it 150 times well, <laughs> you know you're you're, you're in I mean, line for some uh, risk exposure there <laughs>
1: Yeah, some of that's organic, though, obviously, you know, he he sees the hole and, and runs, but I, right. I also, you know, like the factor for Dobbins that, you know, Ian Rappaport came out and said that it doesn't look like he's ready. You know, people are doubting him. He already came out and said that that kind of lit a fire under his ass, too. So I think he's just going to be running with electric feet and, and, you know, just not looking back at anybody. He's just I, I honestly think he's in line for 12 plus touchdowns this year on the ground. So, uh, you know, I love taking that in the fifth round.
0: Hey, if, if he can fall to me and uh, say six end of the sixth, maybe somewhere in the seventh because of this situation, I, I would be in. Uh, but I feel like what you're going to get at that ADP is going to be a little bit better. Oh, I think we lost Cody. He didn't even say bye. I mean, unreal. having some technical <laughs> issues. I'm sure he'll be back in here. All right, We're going to go over to the wide receivers, Andrew. What wide receiver specifically, can't include Mark Andrews, is going to lead this team in targets? Is it Rashad Bateman?
1: it's for shot bateman i mean i like the other guys honestly like i like Devin duvernay um Mm -hmm. james proche is interesting to me you know obviously we were talking about uh, demarcus robinson you know he he Mm -hmm. could be pretty good for them as well he was good for the chiefs Uh, so it's you know it's it is bateman but i can see somebody else growing into somebody that you could potentially start in a flex spot at some point Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks to figure out who that exactly is. But, um, you know, if I had to pick one right now, it's Duvernay or, or Prochet. Those are the guys I'm, I'm leaning towards.
0: Cody, who's going to be the next uh, best receiver for the Ravens after Rashad Bateman, as far as targets-wise? Is Mark, is Mark Andrews an option? He is not. He is oh, not. okay.
2: Because, he well, he'd be better than Bateman. but He uh, would
0: be better than uh, – he'd be up at the top of the list. He'd be cooking that list.
2: Yeah. Uh, man – I don't know. I'm not really in on anybody else in their receiving game. It's Andrews for me, number one, and then Bateman. And then again, like we talked about with some of these running back situations where, you know, with the Chiefs, you got three, four, or five different guys. It could be. Same thing here with the Ravens. I just I don't have enough faith in any of these guys. Um, and I know we just talked about <laughs> the amount of passing that Lamar can do and will do, mm-hmm. but I think so much of that is gonna go to Andrews and Bateman. I don't think anybody else in that offense is really going to be fantasy viable.
0: Yeah, just a juggling act behind those two guys for sure until, you know, the details roll out once we start getting a better eye on things. I like the upside for Prochet and for Duvernay because they've been in the system. They're familiar with Lamar. I also just like an outside shot at Demarcus Robinson because of his experience more reliable blocker. I, I feel like i um, been playing with uh, Patrick Mahomes. So in more of like a vertical offense, I feel like his route running skills are going to be able to really open up things down the field. And he might develop into someone who's a reliable piece. Um, somebody I'm not adverse to taking a shot uh, at the end of the draft, but realistically all of those guys will be available in the last round of any of your draft formats, whether it's DuVernay, Prochet, or uh, Robinson. So take your most app- applicable uh, risk.
1: Sleeper uh, pick here real quick is, and I think that they might move him from tight end. Is Isaiah likely? Uh, he's been Good balling pick. out for them. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I, it, it wouldn't even surprise me if uh, you know a few weeks in they realize he's the best guy behind Bateman and, and Andrews, and just move mm-hmm. him into wide receiver. I mean, he he fits the wide receiver profile to be honest a little bit more in my eyes than he does in the tight end. So I mean, unless Andrews goes down, I don't think that he's going to fill in at tight end. So they might as well just throw him in at wide receiver and see what he can do. Yeah, uh, I would love it at it. all.
2: And, and they could use two tight ends. That's a lot. We know how much they love to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You you have two tight ends in there. Then you can split them out and catch plenty of passes that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as a sleeper pick, late, I, I'd really like that.
0: Absolutely. I agree. All right, moving over to the Bengals. Uh, is Joe Burrow a top five quarterback this year, boys? Top five? No.
1: Nope. No. Nope. Let's hear it. <laughs> Yeah. It's, so obviously, you know, he's already a little injured um, that that's not super alarming, um, but a, a little bit, you know, Chase Young did mess him up two years ago. I, I watched that game and that was a, it's nice to see. Um, i am just, I, I didn't really like Joe Burrow coming in, um, it, you know, into the NFL, to be honest. And it's just, he's, Obviously, he this to Super Bowl last year, so he's not a shitty quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And good. He, here's the thing. You know, we all think Higgins is going to be fantastic this year. Everyone loves Jamar Chase. You know, we think they're both going to be probably top 12 wide receivers, right? I, I just I can't figure out the case where that happens. And Burrow isn't top five, but I can't predict that he is top five because I don't think that Higgins gets there. I do think he's going to favor Jamar Chase <laughs> a lot more than people think. I obviously don't think Higgins is a bad wide receiver by any means. Him and uh, Chase actually have very comparable stats when you look at it season long, you know. So it's 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 one of those scenarios where I, I just think that Burrow and Chase are going to be way more electric than Burrow and Higgins. So I think Higgins falls mm-hmm. off, I, you know. I I they got rid of uh, of the tight end, so now they have a new tight end there. Like I I don't know. To, to me, Burrow will probably. Upset finish. About
0: C.J. Ozama being gone.
1: Like, I, honestly, I mean he was pretty solid towards the that's end. some of love
0: year. in itself for C.J. Ozama.
1: I, I, I mean, again, like that's a fantastic name too, Ozama. I mean, I can't get over that. That's awesome. He's uh Yeah, <laughs> he's. he's I, gone. I honestly thought he was. Uh, <laughs> he was a little underrated as a tight end. I, I thought so. I don't know. I, I think Burrow probably finishes at 9, 10, somewhere in there. I just can't see him being a top five guy there's there's way more guys I prefer than than Burrow plus he doesn't move in the pocket he's, he's a statue back there too he's not going to run because last time he ran he got you know out for the season so I don't know
2: yeah I, I agree I definitely don't think top five I mean they had an amazing season last year this great offense made the Super Bowl and he was the seventh quarterback so that was with Lamar missing games I was with Kyler missing games both of those guys especially Lamar has a chance you know to be over him Russell Wilson was out for some games. he could be in that area as well. Um, so I mean Super Bowl hangover is real. How many times have we seen these teams that lose in the Super Bowl struggle the next season? Um, they they're maybe getting a little bit too cocky. they think their shit doesn't stink they you know they had this great offense they made it almost there and then they're in a tough division. I mean Baltimore is good. I think the Steelers are underrated. They've got good defenses in in that division. Uh, the Browns, you know, are the Browns, but but they could be decent. They've got some pieces if they can figure out the quarterback stuff and all of that. Are we, are we uh, oh, you guys still got me? Oh, Yep, yeah, there you go.
0: You there? <laughs> all right. Freeze my camera so I can go pick up the challenge flag and throw it again. Joe Burrow, top five, dead or alive. Oh. Come on, guys. Come on. I, I agree with a lot of the points you guys mentioned like Cody like with the division it's going to be super competitive and they may have a Super Bowl hangover at, while at the same time Joe burrow can have a very successful season in fantasy right like he could have very good numbers but the team rec, team's record could be bad like I definitely don't feel like they're close to as close to a 10 and six as people might think they are oh we lost him now. if you can hear us sign off and sign back in. unplug it and plug it back in he plugged it back in already so smart so smart There he is. Unplug it. it (laughs) Oh, there you go. Unplug it. Plug it back. Is that
2: what you said? Okay. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. So back to Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like the game narratives are going to be very positive for them because I don't think that they're a world beater on defense. And I feel like a lot of their games are going to be very competitive. Joe Burrow and the offense, they will give him a a lot of passing volume. We've seen games where he's thrown 50 and 60 times, right? So in those moments, he's going to get those opportunities to pass the ball a lot. And I I love the situation this year because I don't think they're an amazing team. I I do believe that they could have a Super Bowl hangover, and it's going to produce a lot of positive game script in a tough division where they're playing in a lot of close games, and they're just going to have to constantly be chucking the ball down the field. My only deterrent to this is if Joe Mixon has an RB1 level season again, which I'm not going back to the well. I have Joe Mixon just outside the top 10. I told you guys earlier, I'm not going back to that well. I feel like if he does get hurt, I might be on the hook for that high-end ADP that I'm paying for, right? So someone that I'm a little bit less high on than the public, but if he were to get hurt, oh my goodness, like who's going to run the ball? They would just be passing like every other down. It'd be crazy, right? So I love Burrow's potential. As a rookie, he was on pace for 4,300 passing yards. Last year, I believe he went for about uh, 4,400, 4,500. I honestly feel like this team has the potential for him to pass Upwards of 5,000 yards. Call me nuts, but I feel like the opportunity is there. I don't think that they're just going to go out and clobber knock teams and be able to just run the ball into the ground. I feel like they're going to have to pass a lot.
1: Fair enough. It's
0: a good argument. I'm still <laughs> out on it, but. Yeah, I say yes. i I'll,
1: I'll let you take them.
0: <laughs> Hairs split. Yeah, we got to get into a league together. I'll get my <laughs> players. You'll get your players. Again, yeah, it'll it'll it's be, a beautiful thing. Everyone <laughs> goes home happy. All right. Chase and Higgins at ADP which way are we going? Are you go the high end Ferrari or you're going with the reliable civic.
1: Oh man. Which is it? As a guy who owned a 2010 Honda civic SI, I'm still going with the Ferrari. I mean, <laughs> I, I love civic, you know, they're, they're very reliable and all that, but the Ferrari man, that that's going to win you the race. Uh, I mean, it, chase is just the guy. I just think that the connection that him and burrow have is electric. I mean, we we've seen it now in the NFL. We've seen it in college. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Right. So, for, for me as a guy that values friendship a lot, I, I really think that that is, is going to hold a thing. I mean, it, it, there's no mm. narrative, you know, we can't say Bible or, or, but we can say shower narrative, right? You know, those two just are, are you know, and, and don't, don't take that weirdly or anything, but you know, I, I do think that they hold the bond way better than, than Hibben Higgins will. So, T- crunch time he's going to go to chase you know i just think that chase just has the higher upside so i i their adp isn't that much difference to me to value higgins much more if higgins was going and maybe round five or six then i might feel differently but i mean he's mm-hmm. going what like beginning around three end around two somewhere like yeah. i would much rather just take chase at six, seven, five somewhere in there and, and you know just take the the higher upside in my opinion yeah you think, cody you
2: nailed it I, I i agree with everything you said I mean, if you miss out on Chase, and depending on how things fall, if Higgins is there, I won't necessarily <laughs> avoid him. But mm-hmm. but Chase, I mean, the connection between those guys going back to college, you, you just can't mistake it. Chase is a beast, one of the best wide receivers in the league already. Um, and, and so I, I'm going to take the Ferrari as well.
0: Yeah, give me the Ferrari. I have a uh, Honda CRV. I absolutely love it, but I'll take a Ferrari. I mean – I love reliability, but you got to at some points you have to draft for the upside. Right. And then if you're going to do it, why not be the first round, especially in a single quarterback league end of the first round? I think that that's a great landing spot for, um, for chase Higgins. Yeah. If you can get him in the fourth, that would be awesome, but it's, it's not likely, you know, he's getting drafted in like the same ballpark as like Mike Evans right now. Right. So like, and that's not to me, uh, very comparable. I would still lean towards Evans there. I like Higgins upside. Um, but, you know is he going to repeat the same level of production last year with a potential increase in efficiency for Jamar Chase right like everyone expects Jamar Chase to regress on touchdowns but i think he's going to have a much higher volume receiving like i think he only had around like 8 was it 80 to 85 catches last year something something like that should easily clear over 100 this year I feel like he he should easily go up about you know t- uh, 10 20% in catch totals. You may see a little bit of a decline in in touchdowns, but I don't know. You know, you take away that favorite target in the red zone, CJ Ozama, magical things can happen for Chase, uh. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. Ozama's gone and uh, uh. Chase Chase stocked through the roof. But hey, I hear there's they're shopping around for OJ Howard so look at him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uzama Houston. No,
0: hey, I that's, like Uzama. Uh, I Uzama's like. a guy like um he's a guy like uh who are we talking about from the Patriots? Kendrick Bourne. You always attack his props, like, oh, two and a half catches. That's mine. I'll take that. Minus 110. Yep. Appreciate you. Yeah, yep. like he was absolutely always a guy I would take a low number on or a touchdown prop. I like Uzama. Just I just I don't think he's gonna be that well missed. That's that's all. <laughs> All right, wrapping up the AFC North, we've got the Browns. Are we drafting Jacoby Brissett or Watson? Either or, stacking them one over the other, any interest?
2: Nope. Uh, Watson's not going to be back until week 12, is it, After or week 13. It's going to be a big week 12, though. uh, Yeah, it's against the Texans. That's uh, amazing how how all that stuff works out, right? You get Wilson against the Seahawks. You got Baker against the Browns. But, no, I mean – I I just – I don't know. I I did get him a couple weeks ago in, like, the 20th round, the very last round. I felt like I had a good team. I felt like I had a a solid bench. Just grabbed him in case I end up with a good team and and he can be that spark at the end. But he also hasn't played football in two years. He didn't play all of last season. So, is he going to be rusty? He's got all this. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Imagine – I mean, that that game, I think it's in Houston. Imagine the crowd, everything he's going to hear – Leading up to those games and in those games, I mean, the, the chance he's going to hear, they're going to have to have the TV muted the whole time because they're not going to be able to have that stuff on there.
0: So I just,
2: yeah, I mean, you're getting so late into the season before you get him. And then Brissett. I mean, he'll, he'll be okay. I'm sure, but I I don't, I'm not interested. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's a good enough quarterback that he can hold down the fort for the real guy, but I'm not interested in him fantasy wise.
1: I've taken him in best ball. I wanted to have some exposure just in case. I mean, and, and all but, this was and best before. Ball, yeah,
2: best ball is different too because yeah, yeah. If, if your team gets you to those later rounds, he can be that guy that makes the difference at the end.
0: For well, sure. you could you could draft Brissett and Watson at like the last handful of picks in a best ball draft. You know, because no one's drafting Brissett. You could draft both of them and just completely fade quarterback, or maybe draft one hero quarterback and then go with those guys. I don't recommend it, but
1: yeah no i i've drafted him in two redraft leagues both of them are super flex and i drafted him like almost the the last round i'll hold him Mm -hmm. until i need to get rid of him you know on the the bench i don't mind doing that but i mean he's not somebody i'm gonna target what's i mean either one of them to be honest with you i'm definitely not drafting brissette i just think you know full fade I, i don't want any of him and i also don't really want watson but if he falls in my lap at a certain spot i'll take him as my second quarterback but i mean best ball You know, I think it's definitely fine there. It's worth taking a shot. I do think he's probably going to be more shitty than people think. So, you know, even when he comes back, I mean, he hasn't played football in, like, how long? I mean, he played the
0: preseason. He got some Uh, some of that preseason action. Like, he 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 made, like, that that one highlight play, you know, (laughs) where the guy dove and he completely, like, washed out on him. You know what I mean? Like, the guy literally, like, dove out of the NFL trying to make that tackle. I mean, yeah. that may be incorrect. He may still be <laughs> rostered somewhere, but it felt like that was what was going to happen. Like, well, that guy's cut. Just like, get him off the field. There's a dead body right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he just hasn't played football. Uh, you know, bearing, you know, or barring what you think about Watson, you know, off the field, he is a good quarterback. So I do think there holds a little bit of value there. But mm-hmm. honestly, you know, it, if i was to give anybody advice on that it would just be just stay away don't even worry about the headache it's it's really not worth it you know unless you're in best ball and god knows what all those massages did to his body as well so
2: yeah and then sure he's just you're... i mean he's he's sitting on your bench just staring at you for weeks and you start losing a couple of weeks and man I, I really i could use that extra waiver spot but but now he's only gonna be he's gonna be back in eight weeks so do i want to drop it like
0: you're gonna struggle right. with that and mm-hmm. I'm gonna sweeten the deal your league allows you to put a suspended player on IR. Then oh, yeah. Stashin- you Are you stashing him? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. All yeah.
0: right, right on. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's not, there's not even a question too. there. You should, your <laughs> league should not allow that, but if it does. <laughs> oh, believe me, there's some leagues I wish it does yeah. and some leagues I wish it doesn't. So that's that's typically how it goes because, mm-hmm. you know, having Calvin Ridley taking up a roster spot in yep. Dynasty sucks. Yeah, right? uh, It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Yep. You know what else? I own Calvin Ridley. I traded Chris Godwin in a first for Calvin Ridley and then oh. he got pulled. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shout
2: out to Calvin Awful. Ridley, fellow DJ. Shout out. Yeah. Calvin. Free, oh.
1: free Ridley. Yeah.
0: Free the DJ. Absolutely. Unreal. Sick league. 11 games. Where did you come up with that number? Where did you? Oh, the tw- the 12th game? That's where you figured it out? Yeah. Stupid, yeah. Yeah. Stupid weird league. <laughs> I am not drafting any Brissett. I'm not drafting any Watson. I, I have no interest. So I did pick up in Dynasty in the offseason. I you know just grabbed Jacoby Brissett. obviously, everything going on. Fifth round pick. Worth it to give him up in Dynasty.
1: For, uh, for Brissett. Uh,
0: I, I, I gave mean, I got a fifth round pick back for him. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. If you're getting yeah. anything out of him, really, I did the same thing. I picked yeah. him up and I'm I'm waiting just for the Watson owner to be like, I really need a quarterback in the Superflex League.
0: But yeah. so in a super flex yeah. league that I'm in, I'm offered him first, of course, to the Watson owner. I wanted a third. He said no. I was like, all right, moving on. Went to the next guy. He's got no starting second uh quarterback. And he's got like a bunch. They're just terrible. I'm like, hey, you know, you, you want to give me a, you want to give me a third? No. All right, fine. F you. All right. So everyone else in the league, he's available for a fourth or a fifth. Five minutes later, the guy's like, he's not worth that. That's crazy. Another five minutes goes by. I got him sold for a fifth. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> I was really excited about that. I was just like, man, should I have held on to him? Maybe he does some stuff, but I don't think he does. Like, (laughs) I even said the guy's like, oh, he's not worth that. I was like, I know he's not. That's why I want him off my team. Like, what do you, of course, I I don't like him. You know, there's nothing to like there. You know what I mean? But to say he's like not have any value, I think, is a bit shallow.
1: I think you turned trash into treasure with that. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I would much rather have that fifth round pick.
0: We get we got to get you like a game show tune for the trash or, or trasher or treasure.
1: Ah, see, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I, huh? I would like it. <laughs> I, I'd I'd like it. Oh, I love trasher treasure. Oh, that was aw- that was awesome. Man, I need one of the long mics. You know, what I'm talking about the one like Bob Barker had back in the day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh i I always think of the uh the seinfeld episode where they do the god what's i can't remember the name of the tv shows (laughs) we're talking scandals and animals let's go (laughs) oh i love it all right moving over to the afc south we're looking at the colts are you guys drafting matt ryan in any format other than best ball can't just pick the best weeks you gotta you gotta take a stand matt ryan or not
1: yes Uh, there are some redraft leagues, you know, and this is something that I I know uh, it's going to get a little off topic here, but know know your league, right. Um, you know, I tell everyone that if you know people in your league, make sure when you're going in, you know, all right, this person I know is going to draft three quarterbacks. So this person is going to do like, know your draft. So I have a couple of drafts where I know quarterbacks are going to go early and they're going to go often for whatever reason. So with that, like, yeah, if I have Pittman or Alec Pierce or Hines, one of those guys and I want to stack. I, I actually like taking Matt Ryan. You know, they, they play in a dome. They have a good offense. Pittman's, you know, trajected uh, to, to be much better than he was last year. You know, potential wide receiver, you know, top six, seven, you know, is, is potential there for him. So I like Matt Ryan. I also like Mo Alec cox a whole lot. So for me, Ryan is a guy that has underrated weapons that can overperform. And I will definitely take a shot as my second quarterback, you know, later in the draft.
0: What do you got, Cody? Are you even there? <laughs> What's going on with the internet out there, Cody?
2: I hey man, I don't know. Uh, it's almost as bad as my Husker football team. Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh. you got a weird thing for some strange tight ends, Andrew Moali Cox. Uh, you know? hey, thanks. <laughs>
1: thanks. Yeah, I like Moali Cox.
0: Moali Cox, I'm another <laughs> you know prop friendly <laughs> type of player. You know, yeah. laying you know hey, yeah. three hundred to one for first touchdown. You know, yeah.
1: like it's exactly. Like, hey.
2: Those are those are the best kind. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm in on Matt Ryan. I love him. I think that this Colts team has the potential to be explosive on offense. And uh, Michael Pittman, absolutely love him. I think he's going to be one of the best wide receivers this year. I'm taking him everywhere I can get him. Um, and in order to support that, Ryan's going to be throwing to him. Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback. He's getting older, yes, but he's still got a few years left in him. He, he had a decent season last year with some solid weapons, even with a bad offensive line and everything. I think he's in a better situation now. I'm not sold that the Colts are necessarily a great team at this point, but I think that Matt Ryan can be very productive and he's going to get plenty of passing work. So, yeah, later on in drafts, um, you know, especially Superflex, if you end up going to one quarterback route early and then stocking up on some other players, you need to grab him as your later guy. I think he's he's perfectly fine.
0: I'm okay. I'm okay for taking him late, but not someone that I'm going to prioritize. If he lands on my roster as my third quarterback, I'm I'm okay with it, but not someone that I'm comfortable, you know, rolling out week one with just kind of some of the uncertainties. One, me just not being that high on him. Like I'm not too high. I'm not too low. I kind of have him and Carson Wentz just kind of like in the same area, oh, like nudging the top twenty, you know, <laughs> quarterbacks. <clears throat> well, you, you, I mean, you have the same guys. You know, you have Wentz in there last year. You have Matt Ryan coming in now. You saw the Wentz numbers fantasy-wise, really not that bad. Certainly not very Carson Wentz-like, I'll even say 27 and seven, uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Like that doesn't sound like Carson Wentz. It sounds kind of like an older Matt Ryan, right? So if I'm getting that similar type of production from Matt Ryan, I don't hate it, but I don't think he's going to throw less than 10 interceptions. I think that he's still very mistake oriented um, and where, where we're going to see some benefits from the run game protecting him. I also feel like there's going to be those shortcomings from him. So yeah, he's okay. Good enough to get on my roster. Third quarterback um, grabbed, but not someone I'm ready to start uh, and fire up in my, my second flex spot uh, for a quarterback. It's just not there. All right. Looking at the top of the board, CMC or Jonathan Taylor. I feel like we're all Jonathan Taylor fans here or not fans, but the direction mm-hmm. we're going, Andrew, no nope. CMC cool.
1: Dep- depends on format. Uh If it's PPR, okay. it's, it's CMC. If it's standard or half PPR, I, I think actually I, I might prefer Taylor. Um, You know, again, it's, it's just a case of obviously CMC is going to catch more passes th- than Taylor. I mean, I think that that's you know a foregone conclusion to be honest. And I, I really think that CMC has a much higher floor. Oh, I'm sorry, a much higher ceiling, but much lower floor than Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, mm-hmm. I actually had this conversation with somebody who asked me this. They they were number one uh, picking their draft. They said, "Who do I take, Jonathan Taylor or CMC?" It was between those two that that he wanted you know, and, and again, I, I went off based off format, but I told him like, really to me, it's, it's, how do you want to play this? You know, is CMC's definitely more injury prone, you know? So if you want to take the high risk, high reward, you know, go CMC. If you want to play the, the, the floor play and just feel safe with the guy that you're taking, because, you know, obviously the, 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 the saying is you can't win your draft in round one, but you can sure as hell lose it. So like yep. if you're taking CMC and he gets injured week two or three, four, I mean, you, you, you you probably blew it at that point. So again, you know, it, it's it's really format dependent for me. Or if you want to take high risk, high reward, or if you just want to have the safer play, I mean, the the they're kind of polar opposite, but the same kind of guy. It's it's a weird dynamic between the two of them. So really, it's it's, it's format for me. That's for me personally. It's just format. I, I don't really care so about the injury risk.
0: In, in PPR, you're going CMC half point standard Taylor. Yep. All right, sounds good. What do you think, Cody?
2: Well, if you're not playing PPR, you should be because that's the best way to play. But it's CMC for me all day, every day. Like you said, his ceiling is so high. I'm here to win. So I'm all in with CMC. If he plays a full season or most of the season, uh, we've seen what he can do. He's the most explosive player in the league. Yes, he's been hurt. Um, I don't know that his injuries are necessarily something that is that easily re-injured necessarily. So I... I'm not going to play the Well, he could get hurt because anybody could get hurt at any point. So Mm -hmm. we've seen him. They've talked about how they're going to use him. They're not going to be a super great team, I don't think. So they're going to be constantly going, and he's going to be part of that in the game, in the pass game. He's going to be a safety blanket. you got Baker Mayfield there. Baker is a great player. Not a great player, but a good quarterback. Uh, But he's going to be looking for that safety blanket for that check down guy and when you got Christian McCaffrey right there I'd throw it to him every time too because you just throw out two yards and let him do the rest of the work for you
0: yeah I'm still going with Jonathan Taylor just feel like there's a safer rushing floor there even if he regresses to say I don't know 15 1600 yards you're still banking on McCaffrey absolutely getting like a thousand receiving yards and somewhere between 800 to a thousand receiving yards to potentially or rushing yards excuse me to potentially keep up with with Taylor. And I like Taylor's upside more to just finish inside the red zone. I mean, it's really splitting hairs. We've seen CMC play really well close to the goal line and down low. Like Just bringing in Donta Foreman uh, kind of feels like to me like they're going to maybe pull him away from some of those more opportunities that expose them to risk like, you know, coming down the middle on third and short and stuff like that. Foreman looked pretty good last year uh, with, with the, with the Titans filling in. So I feel like he could have a, a role there. And again, another one of these uh, situations similar to uh, to like Barkley, where I feel like, you know, when things are not great, you know, when they're down by 24, they don't need to have uh, CMC in the game. So you could see some early departures from him if they're out of it early on um, with Taylor. I just feel like he has a safe floor the team is whole, completely built around him. The whole offense is built around him. Not to say it's really not the case for CMC um, with, the, with the Panthers, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm being a little more risk adverse with going with Taylor, but it's 1-1, one, one, it's 1-2. One, we're splitting hairs, right? So that's why we're having the conversation. Always interesting when someone says, like, hey, who do I have to take 101? Like, I mean, it's kind of like a like it's like it's a you thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want anyone else to tell me to take 101. You know, like, it's the 101. Like, if we're having a conversation about, like, you know, the 407, like, you know, that's a weird space where some odd stuff can happen in your draft, right? But 101, like, that's me. Like, I want to own that, you know? Like, yep. get out of here. All right. uh Pittman, Higgins, or Mike Williams in the ADP game? Which way are we going here, guys? Talked about Higgins a little bit. Talking about Pittman now. Mentioned Mike Williams before. What do we think?
2: It's Pittman for me. I Man, I am in love with Pittman this year. I think he's going to have a great year. We saw flashes towards the end of the year last year of what he can mm-hmm. be. He's a big possession receiver. Now Williams is that too, and I think that he can have boom games, and we talked about that uh, in the last first part of this where we right. we covered the Chargers. Um, and for best ball, I think I would take Williams because I think his boom games are going to be more. But we talked about how he's not always as reliable, and I think Pittman is going to get his catches – each and every game he's the number one for ryan ryan's going to be looking to him
1: mm-hmm.
2: in uh los angeles herbert's got uh keenan allen on the other side there so there's going to be games where they're just shutting williams down he's going to stop looking at him we're in indianapolis i think that uh that it's going to be Pittman all the time who is the other guy higgins
0: yeah T Higgins. yeah
2: and, and i mean we talked about him i think he's going to be fine but uh but the other two guys are are Head and shoulders above him, in my opinion.
1: It is Pittman for me as well. Uh, Due to the fact of he is the number one on his team, Higgins and Williams are not, in my opinion, without an Mm -hmm. injury. Higgins and Williams, I don't think, can reach the potential that Pittman can. So, you know, for those facts and, and everything Cody just said, you know, I, I do think the Colts are obviously the most run heavy team out of, out of those guys. So I it, that concerns me just a little bit that if they're ahead in a bunch of games, they're not going to have to sling the rock around. So, you know, that, that might lower his ceiling a little bit, but I would much rather just take the upside of Pittman over the other two with, you know, the, the fact of he doesn't have to have mm-hmm. an injury to perform well, you know, the other two kind of do to really reach their their biggest potential so uh you know for me it's Pittman
0: I I have Higgins the highest I actually have him at wide receiver 10 I don't get to draft him a lot at that space because you know I would like him to fall down the board he's like someone I'd like to get a value it just never happens and typically I just don't have the draft position to kind of reel him in Uh, but he's the guy that I'm still highest on I just you know mentioned all the Joe Burrow love right so why wouldn't I be super high on both the receivers sticking to that same narrative uh Higgins is just going to be in an offense that I feel like is going to constantly be not necessarily playing from behind, but being very competitive games and him and chase are going to be on the field a lot. Uh, so I like Higgins the most out of this group. Again, just lower on Matt Ryan, kind of similar to the talk about not prioritizing him in the draft or having him as my QB two, whatever, just not someone that really excites me uh, with, with any receiver that he's playing. And we're going to talk Alec Pierce or P- Paris Campbell here. I like the idea of those guys, but you know, lo- Maybe in the long term, I don't, I don't know so much about like this season with with Matt Ryan and then Mike Williams. I have actually ahead of Pittman. I have him at nineteen, Pittman at twenty two. So that's just how kind of low I am on on the Colts passing offense. I uh, just want me some Jonathan Taylor, and that's uh, that's about it. Um, and you Mike forgot Williams,
2: uh, CJ Ozuma has gone from Cincinnati too, so can make a big, big difference for <laughs> That's a big dig. R- Sorry, Andrew, I Higgins, couldn't uh, help. It was, the was the target share. Uh, Who's going <laughs> to
0: come across the middle of the field, Cody? I'm just. Kidding. Um, <laughs> But yeah, oh. like that—that's as clear as I can be. Like I'm really high on the Bengals. I think their offense is potentially going to be, you know, very explosive, top five, top five in the NFL. I'm sticking my players at those ADPs based on that belief. So definitely going to be riding with Higgins over those other guys like Mike Williams. But I agree with you, Cody. There's going to be some of the some of those weeks where you know he just kind of gets put aside. You see the big Eckler week, the big Allen week, whatever it is. Um, but obviously he's going to boom um, given his opportunities. All right, Alec Pierce or Paris Campbell as a deep shot. Receiver target, which way are you guys going here? The new bright shiny toy, or just the go get him for the Gipper Paris Campbell narrative?
1: Oh, it's the shiny toy for me, man. I've been drafting Alec Pierce uh since the beginning of summertime. Uh luckily I have a ton of exposure to him when he is way, way, way down the board. I mean, he has since rose up um you know from the grave. So mm-hmm. I, I loved him then. Um, I still like him more than Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell has had his chance the last two years now and he just hasn't done it. So for me, it's Pierce, you know, a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, it's just Pierce, you know, and he showed us in practice and in the preseason that he can make some, some plays. I think he's a guy that is underrated with his blocking on the outside as well, which I think the coaches are going to like. So I like Pierce over the Campbell. And I, I honestly, I don't see any scenario where I would rather have Campbell, Um, even in, you know, PPR or standard to me, it's, it's mm-hmm. Pierce behind Pittman and, And there's nothing else about that.
2: i really have nothing to add to that you nailed it andrew i mean we've seen what you're gonna get um from uh
0: oh gosh i'm
2: slipping my mind campbell yeah i mean it's uh it's just you know it's not gonna be much at least with pierce there's some potential upside You, you could possibly get something big i like him as a late best ball stack like you were talking about um but yeah, for redraft, if I, if you're forcing me to take one, and, and I have to take a shot on one, it's going to be mm-hmm. Pierce because there's at least some potential. Maybe he's a diamond mm-hmm. in the rough or something. And, and with Campbell, we already pretty much know what we're getting, which you don't really need.
0: Yeah, just just don't don't overpay for Pierce. That's the only thing I can really add to what you guys uh, mentioned. I agree with both of you. Uh, Campbell, he's had his time. Not someone that you need to prioritize. Uh, rooting for him hope hopefully he's some waiver wire fodder early in the season if we see some uh, see some reliable action out of him but even then I feel like you, know, you see him make a couple of big plays in week one and you're like oh you know I don't really need anybody but parents Campbell's available for free now don't do that like just, just chill <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna be sus- sustainable that's that's for sure Um, I like Alec Pierce I like the 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 concepts that he has athletic blocking like you had mentioned Andrew a lot of upside there it sounds like he's gonna be the number two guy just don't reach for him. That's all. Just try to get him to land in your lap. Don't don't uh, overreact to uh, him starting. Yep, yep. <clears throat> all right. We're looking at the Jags now. Moving down to Jacksonville. We're looking at Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields or Mac Jones for this season alone, only in redraft. And Cody can't pick Mac Jones.
2: <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't pick Mac Jones anyways. Justin Fields, for me, of the three, I like we were talking about before, I, I I'm kind of high on Justin Fields. Not... Not QB1, maybe, but but I think he can have a solid season. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think that his situation and the coaching and stuff just wasn't good for him. I think it's going to be better now. There's a question on his weapons. I mean, with Mooney kind of really being the only receiver, but I like Komet. I like what the running backs could do. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, I'm actually really high on. I feel like, I mean, man, he's supposed to be the next, you know, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. Yeah, we didn't see it from him last season, but Peyton Manning has the inter- interception record in his rookie season, right? I'm not saying he's going to come out and be Peyton Manning, but you also got to right. factor in Urban Meyer was his coach. Like, <laughs> can it get any – I mean, I probably could have done a better job. So um, so I, I think he didn't get a fair shot. I think this Jacksonville team is actually going to be sneakily good. Uh, they're only a couple years removed from being like 10 minutes from getting to the Super Bowl before the right. Patriots came back and beat them and got to the Super Bowl. But they're not that far away from that. Now the team's a lot different now, but they've got some parts and pieces. I think Peterson's a great coach. I think that was a huge gift for them. I think he's going to be able to bring Lawrence along. Um, we talked about Mac Jones in the last episode, and I like Mac Jones as a Patriots fan. I I feel like you know I'm glad he's in our team, and I feel like he's going to be a solid quarterback. But fantasy-wise, I'm not super huge on him. So for me, it would be Fields then Lawrence, and then Jones?
1: For me, it is Lawrence first. And if you asked me this question maybe two months ago, it was Fields. Since then, I've changed it. Uh, The more I thought about it, the, the division that the Jags play in is much weaker than the division that the Bears play in. And I do think that Lawrence's ceiling is higher. I think their floors are pretty similar. I also like the coaching aspect a little bit more for Lawrence as far as as the guys there that are going to be talking to him, you know, through each week in the quarterback room. So I I do think it's Lawrence for me. And and again, their their weapons are pretty similar. Um, I like Mooney more than I like Christian Kirk. I like Komet though, more than I like um, Evan Ingram, but, you know, I, I like ETN more than I like Montgomery or Herbert, and, and I like the Jags offensive line more than the Bears offensive line, so it's it's pretty close. I'm not going to nitpick anybody if they like Fields over, over Lawrence, because, again, I, I did a couple months back, but, you know, going right now, I'd rather take the shot on Lawrence. I just feel that he can prevail himself to a closer, uh, you know, quarterback one, finish than than uh, fields can right now but it's it's pretty close and as far as mac jones is concerned I'm, I'm completely out of mac jones i know we talked about that but I'm, I, I don't mm. want him whatsoever I, I would much rather have these other two over him
0: yeah, I have Mac Jones on the outside looking in here. It's pretty much a coin flip for me between Lawrence and Fields. I have them at a very similar ADP, and kind of just like when the quarterbacks fall off the shelf in your draft, when you know the the thirty five or less touch passing touchdown upside kind of starts to diminish, you know, around whether it's like Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers, whatever, you know, fifteen to sixteen, something like that. Um, I probably lean towards Fields just because of the the, the safe rushing floor, but again. I feel like we're overpaying uh, for a lot of rushing quarterbacks right now, and I feel like that's going to be a narrative that kind of continues um, into this, you know, Labor Day weekend as people are doing all their drafts. I feel like that's going to be very relevant. Um, yeah, it's it's really a coin flip between the two. I, I'm not really completely settled. Uh, I guess it kind of depends on situation. You know, where I'm at with the rest of my potential stat exposure. Do I need maybe some help with rushing? Do I feel like I need a quarterback with maybe more passing touchdown upside? I mean, Lawrence only threw for like 12 passing touchdowns last year. It wasn't anything spectacular, but at least he was at least able to move the needle. He passed for over, you know, 3,500 passing yards. You know, I mentioned Joe Burrow earlier about his rookie season. He d- he did not have a Peyton Manning level rookie season. He did have like an Andrew Luck level type of season. So I feel like he's closer to those type of comps than Trevor Lawrence is still. But I agree with everything you guys said. Like, I feel like the situation is much better for Lawrence this year. And I have to appreciate, appreciate that as a Bears fan because – the whole perspective is that we didn't do anything for Fields, right? But I feel like getting Matt Nagy out of the building, getting <laughs> that dude out of the room, that weighs more than Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, James Robinson being healthy, Everett Ingram, whatever, that's going to be a big deal. And people don't realize how much that you know weighed on the offense last year just to complete you know miscommunications, the breakdowns on the sidelines, the coach not texting the wide receiver one the entire offseason, whatever. So, yeah, I, I feel like they both have good opportunities to be kind of like spark plugs in, in your lineup this year uh, where you're just like, man, like why, why was he on my bench this week? You know, one of those situations where you're just like, man, Justin Fields snuck up and dropped 25 or, you know, Trevor Lawrence wound up throwing three touchdowns this week. May not happen, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I, I like what the Jags are doing down there. Coin flip between Lawrence and Fields. You can go either direction. Uh, again, guys that I don't want to overpay for, though, and guys I don't want as my second uh, quarterback um are, are you guys still high on etn after the return of james robinson are you going to see more of a split down the end of the year or are you confident that etn is going to maintain a safe floor throughout the entire season
1: it's etn for me uh again shower, shower narrative with lawrence you know they've already played together in college i really think that he missed him last year you know when etn went down so i do think etn um you know will get a lot of targets for from lawrence as well so i i You know, for me, I'm not really too concerned about the James Robinson thing. I like James Robinson, you know, great story, fantastic running back. But, you know, he he did get hurt and obviously they brought Etienne in for a reason. He's going to be the passing down guy. I don't Mm -hmm. think the Jags are going to be leading a bunch of games that they can just lean on James Robinson up the middle. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm still high on him. Uh, I, I think I did move him back a few spots with the more positive news, but it wasn't enough for me to really, you know, fade him essentially. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with him where he's going yet.
2: This is a tough one because it seems like a lot of things as you're hearing out of Jacksonville is Robinson's kind of the number one guy. But ETN, you know, people have thought all along is going to be the guy. He's got that relationship with Lawrence. His coaching mm-hmm. staff doesn't really have a, uh, you know, it's a new coaching staff, so they're not really in on either one guy or have a certain connection to them. So it's going to be interesting. It scares me. Uh, I think ETN's going a lot higher. So I have gotten some Robinson a little later because if he ends up being the number one guy, then that's great. I'm going to have him, but I'm not necessarily trying to reach for either of these guys because this is another one of those backfields where, what are we really going to get? It, you know, there's, not the receiving options aren't super great, so do they split ETN out a lot and throw to him. run more with mm-hmm. Robinson? Is it kind of a 50-50 Javante-Melvin-Gordon split from last year? There's still so many questions that it's tough.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not in it either of them at their ADP. <laughs> I guess more so Robinson. As long as you get him for free, but the more positive news for him is pulling him up the board. You know, I don't want that. Um, if anything, I would like to get ETN at a little bit of a bit a better discount. Um, you know, I don't want to pay up. You know, third or fourth round for him right now with with this kind of talk and where I do believe that it's going to be the ETN show to start. You know, I, I kind of preface the question with: Is ETN going to have a safe floor? throughout the entire season and that's the question that I just kind of like you know have stuck in the back of my head like you know when I get to week 10 through 14 is he still going to be there for me or do we have you know a 60 40 split going either way and I don't think that type of split's going to benefit one guy over the other tremendously so I feel like you know ETN's more of a risk at his early ADP but hopefully in your drafts you can kind of see him maybe falling to maybe the middle or end of the fourth or Dare I even say the fifth? Like in a single quarterback league, that's an absolute smash if you get him at that spot. But you know, prioritizing him, I've seen him go as high as the late second. It's way, That's way too expensive for ETN right now. Way too expensive, especially with a guy that could have that potential type of split just down the stretch of the season. Early on, I don't think they're going to rush James Robinson back for a huge workload. He may only have, you know, eight to ten touches a game at most. You know, you you very well could see those ETN takes, you know, come back and and cash in, but. Uh, to me, it just seems like a very tough situation to gauge through 17 games. And at ETN's ADP, I'm, I'm just not interested. All right, we got uh, Christian Kirk, Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, ADP game. Which way are you going? Any love for Christian Kirk?
1: Yeah, for me, it's Kirk. Uh, honestly, I, I like what he did the first preseason game. He played with them What he had like eight targets, I think something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I really think he can be featured. They shipped out Visca. Um, and that's my guy. I love Visca, man. Oh, RIP. Um, so I, yeah, I do think Kirk's the guy I lock it. I mean, I don't really trust anybody throwing him the ball there. I know he's a fantastic wide receiver. You know, if Russ was still there, this is a whole t- totally different conversation, but, I got no love for any of the passing uh, for the quarterbacks in Seattle. So Lockett's out for me. Woods is interesting. Um, I like Tannehill. I don't think Burks is going to be fantastic year one. So I like the upside for Woods. There's really not a whole lot of guys there to kind of challenge him for targets too much. But again, that Mm -hmm. team likes to run the ball a lot. They want to run Derrick Henry as much as they can play smash mouth football. So I, I, don't really trust that. So organically for me, and again, I, I just think Trevor Lawrence has a, a decent shot at finishing as a quarterback one. So if he does that, that means Kirk's probably, you know, uh, finishing pretty high as well. So for me, it's, it's Kirk and it's really not, not that close to be honest.
2: Yeah, this is, this is tough. <laughs> this is a tough spot. I I kind of lean woods because We've seen such solid production from him, even with, you know, guys like Jared Goff. Ryan Tannehill, Mm -hmm. I would say, is not much worse. Now they are going to run the ball a lot, yes, but we haven't heard a lot of stuff about Burks. So, or not a lot of positive stuff about him. Um, So, I don't know. It's tough. Lockett has been solid, but he's always had Russell Wilson. Uh, Geno Smith, I think, though, is not as bad as Drew Lock. So with them starting him, that makes me feel a little bit better. He's they're mm-hmm. dropping him and DK Metcalf both dropping quite a bit because of that. So I think if if I'm on the clock and it's between these three, I'm probably gonna go with Lockett first and then uh and then go with Woods second and then Kirk third. I I know Kirk got a big payday and I like Lawrence, but mm-hmm. Kirk hasn't done enough to really sell me.
0: Yeah. I still I, I still feel like I have to lean uh, Kirk here though, just because I feel like he is going to have the majority of that offense in Jacksonville. That team's just going to be bad. I mean, they're definitely a top three candidate. So is so is uh, Seattle. They're they're definitely kind of in that same uh, criteria as well. But I'm just much lower on the quarterback, right? Lower on Geno Smith than I am on Trevor Lawrence. I do think that Lockett's going to be the best receiver there because he's going to be a more friendly A dot type of target for a less than desirable quarterback in Geno, right? So I would go Kirk, Lockett, and then Woods. I like Woods. Love me some Bobby Trees, but playing in a run-heavy offense with what I feel is like a rising opportunity for Burks. I'm not sure if you guys got the sleeper notification today, but they say they're looking to get him involved in all sorts of ways now. Mm -hmm. News. It's out there. Mm. Look it up. I don't know. I've been higher. Yeah, well, I've been kind of like fading this this or been like snoozing the news on on Burks, right? Because everyone's like, oh, he's got asthma. He doesn't like the heat. Like, well, yeah, man, it's like May in Nashville. You go out there and catch some passes, you know, with some bad asthma, man, you figure it out. The kid just got drafted, (laughs) you know? And then every time I see him in training camp, he's making a play. Every time I see him in preseason, he's making a play. So not someone that I'm hating on. I just feel like he's going to have a bigger role than people are expecting. So, yeah, I have Woods on the outside here. I like Lockett in the middle. I still feel like he could have like an 800, 900 receiving yard season, potentially even 80-plus catches. So I think Woods is more closer to like that, you know, 60 to 70. Maybe he can grab five touchdowns. And the yardage I feel like is very unpredictable. I'm, I'm I'm not sure what to expect there out of him. All right, let's move down to the Texans. One out of ten, what is your trust level for Davis Mills as a starter on your fantasy team? You're starting week one. He's either your first or your second quarterback. What is your trust level, one through ten?
1: About as much as I can trust our government, uh, which is not very much. Um, (laughs) I I don't uh, (laughs) – I do not – It's not not a
0: political show, Andrew. (laughs)
1: Well, you know. uh, I (laughs) – I, I, I think we can all like, agree on that no matter which. Yeah. We're on. <laughs> I do <laughs> like Mills, right? But it, it scares me that he would be the guy I have to start, right? Like, I, I think Mills has a better season than he did last year. I like his upside. I, I like Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks. Like, Brevin Jordan's a guy I'm, I'm pretty high on as a tight end. Like, I like the team, but they're still the Texans. It's a new <laughs> coaching staff. Lovey Smith looks like he's, you know, one more white beard hair away from being Santa. So it's just, I don't know. There's still, <laughs> there's a whole lot of things going on with the Texans that I, I just don't know what to truly trust there. So it would not make me feel good. If you have to, okay. Am I okay with you taking him as your quarterback two? Whether it's starting, you know, one quarterback league or super flex. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't want him as my quarterback one starting week one. I I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make me feel good inside.
0: So, out of one yeah. to ten, how much do you trust our government?
1: Ooh <laughs> man, can, I was in the I, military. I gotta, I well, I got to get zero. the answer.
0: You said they're the same, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. you didn't give me a number. I mean,
1: all right, I, I, it's probably like one and a half.
0: One and a half. Uh, Davis Mills. Half. The disrespect. That's mean, Andrew. One and a half. Davis Sorry, Mills. Millsy.
1: How much do you? I, how
0: much do you trust Geno Smith?
1: Oh zero. Oh my god, zero.
0: Zero. Okay. Drew Locke, is oh. that a negative number? Like my n- God. N-
1: negative. Drew. Yeah. Okay. Drew, Drew Locke is like, I live in Russia now. Oh, geez. Oh, oh, oh man. Can you see Russia? Uh, from well Seattle? yeah.
2: Somebody <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to actually yeah, I think yeah, I think <laughs> uh yeah, I, I was in the military. Go navy. Uh but uh yeah, I don't trust the government either, so it's okay. <laughs> Uh, i do i do trust david davis mills more than i trust the government <laughs> i do trust davis mills more but uh yeah not enough to be to be super confident in him i don't want him as as my number one or number two quarterback really uh i mean cody had put in the chat earlier he you know he had him as his quarterback behind brady and Hurts. something like that's okay you can start mm-hmm. him on their bye weeks stuff like that sure uh but you don't have to rely on him i don't i don't want Davis Mills to determine how my fantasy season is going to go.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to give him a five. I mean, what's so wrong with a five? It's not high. It's not low. It's not certainly doesn't indicate a high level of trust, right? Give him a five. He's Davis Mills. He's an offseason darling. Everybody wants him. Everybody, oh, give me some Davis Mills. Texans are going to be great. I love this Nico Collins. I love Brandon Cooks. Damian Pierce, greatest thing ever. Texans are going to be great. Give me, give me, give me, give me some Davis Next, Mills. Be
2: good money line week one.
0: I was talking. Uh, we'll we'll get into this now between um, Damian Pierce, Cordell Patterson, or Michael Carter. I don't know. I made the sheet earlier in the week. I feel like it's not even fair now at this point. No, you guys going Damian Pierce? Here? Pierce. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Andrew? Not, even, not even easy. Close. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's I'm trying Peterson.
0: to think of a, I'm trying to think of a more difficult one then because like like I said like I th- I'm pretty sure I made this sheet before even Marlon Mack was cut because you know we made this a two part episode. Let me see if I can make it a little bit more interesting. I was
1: thinking, like, like what about Pierce Gibson or Montgomery? Pierce Pierce,
0: Gibson or Monty? I'm I'm way high on Monty, so Monty's of course.
1: Okay, surprise.
0: (laughs) Hey, I don't have Justin Fields at quarterback five or seven. Okay, okay. like there's realities that I play, sure, but you know, in the same universe. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I would still go Monty there. I was, I, I like, I like the idea of Pierce over Gibson. But well, I here, feel like if you're playing up. the ADP game, you're probably pulling up Pierce maybe a little too high. I don't know.
1: So, let me see if I He's going to be here. like
0: like where Pierce falls in your drafts like this weekend or er- this early week before the kickoff. Like it's going to be a polarizing. You're going to see him go all sorts of places. I think our managing editor, Adam, he he mentioned like he went in like the first round in one of his leagues. Like, well, oh, my, oh my god, that's bad shit. That's crazy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, what? Hello. <laughs> it's like you have a pulse.
1: You know, so but yeah,
0: I've he,
2: heard some like rookie drafts, even he's going one-on-one and it's like, Ooh, I don't know about that. There's the draft capitals, well, not there.
0: You shouldn't have I, I your rookie drafts that, now, but, but, but yeah, I, I get well, it. I guess agreed, I mean, but, super yeah, conservative yeah. to have it now, but yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Wow. That, that is, that is a bit rich. That is a bit rich. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would take him maybe over, maybe over so, at Josh Jacobs. So I would take 60, it, Yeah.
1: He went I would 61 in the best Gibson ball draft so I did today. I, I'm going to read a few of the guys, a few of the running backs to go around them. You, okay. You, you tell me where yeah, you yeah. feel feel good about Pierce here. So, Pierce went 61 overall. So, that's the sixth round. He went right before Cam Akers, uh, before Dobbins, before Montgomery, and before Stevenson. He went after Brees Hall, A.J. Dillon, and Elijah Mitchell. So, so how that do you feel sh- about that? That, that shit's little... all over the place. Yeah. So that yeah, shit's I know. It's all that. over the place.
0: Yeah, so yeah that, that is. Uh, that is uh, wow. That is some wild stuff. I gotta get on, I gotta get back on yeah. there, man. I can't just give up now. Shit's <laughs> popping off. Let's make all all of the news is creating just like polarizing picks. I love it. Ah. I have I have no idea, honestly. Like I would take him probably over Brees Hall right now. It, it, it yeah. sounds like that makes sense for redraft at least.
2: Yep. Yeah. For mm-hmm. redraft, I think you take him over Brees
1: Hall for sure. sure.
0: Do yeah. Do you guys know the last time that uh, Lovey Smith had a rookie running back?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Forte.
0: Matt Forte, you know how I many touches Matt Forte had that year? Nearly a oh billion. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, it was like four hundred, right? Like close to four hundred. It was.
0: It's it just under four hundred. Matt yeah. Forte that season led the, his team, the Bears, in receptions with like sixty-three, and he had like three hundred twenty carries. It was ridiculous. It's bonkers.
1: Yeah, I wrote. An article. And no as much
0: happened. as I love like Rex Burkhead, shout out Nebraska again.
2: But I mean, who else is taking carries from him? Like they, Marlon Mack's on the practice squad.
0: They, uh, you got Burkhead they just there,
2: and he you know he might have a few games here and there, but Pierce
1: is gonna be i trying to think who the they just guys. brought
0: up from the practice squad. They just brought somebody up from the practice squad. Uh whoever it yeah, is, he's
1: a but I don't even think he was yeah, he's just a guy, whoever it is. If, if, yeah. So uh, oh, yeah. I I, I well, we it know his guy, name. But...
0: We know his name. Why don't I know it? Why isn't it coming to me?
1: From the practice squad, the Texan? Or
0: yeah, it's gonna drive me nuts. Hmm. Hey man, this is a Lovey Smith team. You don't know what you expect. Uh, you don't know what to <laughs> Uh, Royce geez. Freeman. No, Royce I'm, I'm thinking I,
1: I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who? Didn't they get rid of him? <laughs> I, I, I thought it's a, a back. A Goomba, well, yeah, and a they put him on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: back from the practice squad. But hey, right. Dario Gunbowale, great name. Wish he was a better
1: player. Yeah, mm.
2: yeah. No, wow. Pierce is Pierce is the guy there, and he's going to yeah. get plenty of work.
1: Yeah, I like Pierce. Oh, yeah. uh, again, I wrote an article back in early June for Pierce. I remember his ADP mm-hmm. was 131 on underdog. I mean, that has just skyrocketed. I am very thankful. I took all the Jamie and Pierce I could back in the day when he was way down in the 130s plus. I mean, now it's mm-hmm. now I'm 61 today. Like, come on. That's a little oh, yeah. I got for him. Me.
0: I got him in round 13 of the Scott Fishbowl. I mean, obviously that's a little bit earlier, but in round 13, oh my God. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's ridiculous. See, i right. should be Are checking out our last... articles back yeah. in June, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Just so you know, yeah, I'm just gonna
0: gonna drop it. that real quick. Yeah, re- redrop it on Reddit. <laughs> see how it does. They'll like. They'll let you know if it's good. Yeah. If they say it's good, it's good. All right. Are we buying any Texans receivers other than Brandon Cooks? This is a Nico Collins question.
1: Yes, Nico Collins. Yes, Nico Collins. Yes, give me Nico, Nico Collins. Collins. All what about everyone Collins. that's
0: running yep. to Tyler Johnson today. Everybody's running to Tyler Johnson today yep. on uh, sleeper. Cool.
1: Is he still playing with Tom Brady? Why are you Why are you wasting him? your time? Yeah. yeah,
0: no, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not high on him. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he should have been prioritized more in Tampa, but I'm not. I'm not going to chase him to the depth of the the Houston group. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I like yeah. Nico Collins. I think he's been kind of a sneaky guy this off season. A lot of the sharps have been on him. ADP is definitely starting to climb, uh, but yeah, there's really no other options. Chris Moore, Tyler right. Johnson, Phil Dorsett.
1: So the Texans are kind of like the they Ravens for me, problems. where I think their next best option after those guys is actually the tight end. I like Brevin Jordan a whole lot. Um, it, I, honestly, I could see because I think they just went out and did they get OJ Howard? Is, is that they did, was? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they were bidding, so, but
0: he was had the the, the Bengals and Houston bidding against him or each other, whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that they can move Brevin Jordan into the slot. You know, they they already talked about that. So so I think, uh, man, you're. Just, i just registered that that's hilarious uh (laughs) yes oh no so You're making it too easy reaction oh no such a delayed reaction uh uh yeah so i love brevin jordan i think he can play uh play the slot and if they really did bring oj howard there to play tight end for them then that's a guy that i that i like drafting um you know brevin jordan you can get way late in the draft whether he plays tight end or plays wide receiver for them, I think he can be productive. He showed last year coming on towards the end of the year that he could be trusted. So I, I think that in the offseason here, he, pro- he probably built a uh, decent connection with Mills. And uh, you know that would be the guy outside of Cooks and Collins that I'd want to draft.
0: Fair enough. Anything to add there, Cody, before we move on?
2: I like OJ Howard better than Jordan. I, Jordan, he's all right. Maybe they do move him into the slot and use him better there, but... If I had to pick a, t- a Texans tight end, I-, I think O.J. Howard has more potential upside. I mean, I, I get that he's kind of bouncing around now, but but I-, I mean, he obviously, I think he was drafted in the first round of the draft. So there was some potential there. Obviously, you're not going to take him very high. You just grab him at the end of a draft as a flyer, but uh, I-, I like his potential a little more.
0: Yeah, I think in the majority of leagues, those guys are going to be waiver wire fodder. I feel feel like those could be a couple of early week pickups. You want to get in on that before the uh, the year starts, by all means, draft them ahead of that. But I feel like they're going to be pretty available. So, yeah, if you if that's the direction you want to go with your last pick, I don't I don't hate it, but that's that's about as as uh, high as I'll go. All right, let's close it close it down here. We got the Tennessee Titans, another uh, trust question, one through ten. How well do we trust Ryan Tannehill?
1: One through ten. Man. I- I phew, six maybe, <laughs> I I mean I I like Tannehill, but again you know I he's not flashy. He lost AJ Brown. I'm not sure what's going to happen with all the wide receiver core here. It seems like a carousel kind of like they just, might just pick one for the week and ride him. It I don't know. It's 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 weird. I actually like Malik Willis better. So I think this is kind of you know going back to our talk of the Steelers. I think that this is very similar where Tannehill if they're starting off. You know, if they're six and two, six and three, I think he's fine. If they're losing a lot mm-hmm. of games to open the year, I think that they are going to see what they have in Willis. And, you know, so I, I don't trust Tannehill for fantasy purposes. I really only mm-hmm. want to draft him in best ball, I, you know, if I can get those late mm-hmm. stacks, but redraft. I tell you, I'd rather draft Davis Mills and in, in redraft than, than Tannehill, even though I can't trust Tannehill more with his with his job, <laughs> with the job. I think I, I trust Tannehill more. But honestly, like I, I was I,
0: just about to say, Tannehill where's that? For where's the meme with all the numbers? And then you just like, went... yeah, <laughs> he's trying I, to figure, I, out figure out the, the turntables math. move.
1: I trust like, him as a QB more, but I think I'd rather just take Mills, even though I don't fully trust him, with the upside of I know that they're not just gonna run the ball eight hundred times. You know, they they do have Damian Pierce, but sure. they're gonna be behind in games probably more than than Tennessee will. So
0: I'm I'm kinda lost hey, I'm really close to start well. too, man.
1: I want that <laughs> I don't to know happen. What number to give at this point. The scale's the scale's <laughs> kinda off. But uh scale is a figment of our <laughs> imagination, Cody. All right.
2: I do actually, as weird as it sounds, I agree with him. Davis Mills is going to be the starter for the Texans. I don't know that Tannehill is going to stay the starter. Malik Willis, I mean, there was talk up until draft day. He was going to be the number one pick potentially. and They got him later. So, yeah, the pressure's not there to start him right away. But Mike Vrabel comes from the Patriots from that mindset. You just saw him trade away an amazing young wide receiver because he didn't want to pay him he is going to play whoever is the best person. And and if Tannehill is not performing up to par and he thinks he can win more games with um, uh, Malik Willis, then I think he'll put him in. So I don't trust that Tannehill is going to be the starter. And for that reason alone, I'm pretty much out on Tannehill. If he stays the starter all year, he can be a solid quarterback for you. Nothing or great, but just, you know, level performance every week. But, I don't know that he's gonna stay the starter, so I'm gonna to try to avoid him.
0: Sounds like a hard four, is what you're is what you land here. <laughs> yeah, we'll hard go three four. and a half, four, somewhere in there. Three, three and a half, four. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm closer to Andrew. I'm closer to the six if Andrew is at six or <laughs> one and a half, <laughs> whatever. Where is the um, comparison am on... to
2: CJ Ozuma? Is that <laughs> oh, come <Stop>. on. Jesus. <laughs>
0: Guys, they're gonna, they're gonna take away my streaming rights. We gotta get we gotta get after it. All right. I'm on the Malik Willis narrative. I'm on that hype train. I want to see him in games. I'm looking at the the start of the season here. I'm looking at the Giants, the Bills, the Raiders, the Colts, and the Commanders for their first five. Feels like a three-and-two, two and threes type of situation. From there they go, the Colts, the Texans, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. That's what, that's eight weeks? That would be eight weeks. So I don't know. I feel like that that run into the midway of the season could pull Tannehill if they don't have the success. Um, I just feel like, honestly, Malik Willis just makes the offense better. I mean, I know that he's raw, but if you take into consideration the running focus that you have with Derrick Henry combined with what Malik Willis can provide to you, I feel like it's going to be an electric combination for as long as Derek uh, Henry can keep you know hold on to the reins. You know, he can stay healthy. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. That's what I want to see with the Titans. I like Ryan Tannehill. Like, you know, like kind of like you said, Andrew, in theory, like you you you'd feel more confident taking him because you've seen more. Right. Like you've seen him play for a, a period of time. We've seen the return. We've seen the 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 more recent success, more recent history of him. And we've also seen the bad days as well. But definitely feels like we're closer to the better days for sure. Uh, Let's move on here, though. We got a couple more points we're going to head out as long as we can keep our heads on here. (laughs) Uh, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, or Joe Mixon? Who are you taking at ADP? I know we've brought in Mixon a few times here.
2: Derrick Henry for me. Yeah, it's Derrick Henry hands down for me. I mean, oh, again, does it who doesn't play PPR? Come on.
0: But it's Derek Henry. Even in PPR formats.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't care what the format is. Look how look how productive he was last year. Like we thought Jonathan Taylor was great. Look at what Henry mm. did before he went out. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. Now he did end up getting hurt, but for the most part, and, and really, I mean, he came back at the end of the season and, and played into the playoffs there mm. for him. Right. So we've seen him kind of already come back and get his legs back under him. He's had the whole entire offseason to recover even more. Um, they're going to run him. They're going to work him their backups. They don't have anybody really of note. They have some decent guys that filled in last year and could pick up a little slack, but Henry's going to be the guy. They want to run the ball variables, that old school established the run type coach, and they're going to pound mm-hmm. him. And I mean, yeah, you could bring in the PPR point, but he's never caught passes before. And he's still been good in PPR because of what he does on the ground. So I'm, I'm taking Henry. I, I'm high on Kamara as well. And I would actually take him over Mixon, Um, especially now that he's not being suspended and in your home mm. leagues, some people may not even realize that if they're not, if they've not been paying attention. Um, right. And he's, he's still dropped farther than he should be for not being suspended. So I like him where you can get him, but, but if we're coming up to the, the fourth, fifth pick and Henry's there, I'm taking him.
1: I agree. It, what do we think, is- Andrew? Yeah, I agree. It is Henry. Uh, it's actually pretty close for me, though, between all of these guys. I The thing that concerns me with Henry, though, is I think that the Titans are not going to be very good. So I worry how much game script they're going to be able to just run him. Now, I, f- I feel like they mm-hmm. just run him a lot, no matter what, whether they're losing or not, you know, because it is Derrick Henry. It's this huge dude that is just plowing people over. I mean, what he did to Josh Norman was, I mean, Josh Norman had a family. All right. And, and he just destroyed him. So dead body. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's awesome. Like I I can't say enough good things about him. You know, unfortunately he doesn't catch a whole lot of passes. If imagine Derrick Henry catching 3 or 4 passes a game too. like it, he would just be out of control awesome in fantasy. So, you know, it it is Henry for me. It's it's pretty close in PPR. Obviously standards way different, you know, it, I Henry is light years ahead of them in standard, but uh in PPR it is it is closer. Uh but, but for me it is it is Henry with a, uh, you know, a quiver of of worry about the offense.
0: Right. So I'm really splitting hairs here. I have Kamara at six. I have Henry at seven, and that's in PPR formats, obviously moving Henry up uh, up ahead of him in standard. And I still feel like seven is a, a little bit higher than the public as far as PPR goes, just because they're so consumed that he doesn't catch passes that he won't be valuable. It's on pace for 2000 rushing yards last season, just, just rushing yards, not even all purpose. Right. So he was on a great run last year. Obviously injuries happen. You know, are you going to stay away from every single person because they've been hurt before? No, are you going to stay away from every running back that doesn't catch passes in PPR? Absolutely not. If you take a Derrick Henry up early on, just try to make up for it with pass-catching running backs after him. There's going to be plenty in the same space that he's being drafted, in the same places that you would have drafted Derrick Henry You know, at his public ADP or even beyond that. There's going to be those options. So you know, just because you put yourself in that situation doesn't mean you're like, oh, well, now I have to take, you know, Elijah Mitchell, or I have to take, you know, another running back that doesn't catch a lot of passes, like, you know, Miles Sanders, somebody like that, whatever. No, you can just, you know, make up for that, you know, go after some guys that are going to be more friendly, um, pass, pass catching targets later on. All right. Looking at, uh, ADP battle between Robert Woods and Burks. It sounds like you guys are going to be leaning towards Woods here.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I lean a little bit towards Woods. Um, and, Again, I do think we are overreacting a little bit to the, to all the Burke stuff that's been happening in the offseason mm-hmm. here, right? I, I think that they want to use him, right? I think that they're going to try to force to use Burks in scenarios, but I think ultimately Robert Woods is probably going to be the most reliable um, quarterback friendly wide receiver, meaning that he's going to know where to be for Tannehill. Burks is, is raw yet, right? He's may not be able to know where to sit down and you know, in the route, as opposed to Woods, has mm-hmm. played with a bunch of good quarterbacks. He kind of knows what quarterbacks are looking for, so I think he's a little bit more friendly as far as Tannehill is concerned. So I, I do lean Woods, uh, but it's it, it's probably closer than people you know, than people would imagine as far as like the split and, and how many targets they'll get. Again, I, I think they're going to force burks in this scenario to show that the aj brown trade that they made is not as abysmal as everyone thinks it is even though it really is (laughs) yeah we're smart (laughs) so it's woods but it's 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 not a huge gap for me to be honest
0: yeah Yeah, i I see them drafted a lot in the same round go ahead cody sorry
2: yeah no i agree i i think i mean yeah burks was drafted to be aj brown's replacement so i think there is going to be some trying to force it there But Woods is a veteran receiver. He's been very good. He's been very solid throughout his career. He's been a great fantasy wide receiver for where you can get him in the past. Of course, he was hurt last year, so he's kind of off people's radar. So I think he's fallen farther than he probably should. But I still think Woods is going to be the number one guy. Tannehill, as a veteran also, is going to know that he can trust him. And if we see Willis get in there, Willis is going to look to the older guy that knows what he's doing, that he can have that Mm -hmm. connection with. So if I'm picking between the two, I'll take woods, but I have some Burks as well, because I, I think there is potential there. And I do think there it's been overreacted maybe to the asthma news and all that stuff. I think mm-hmm. he's going to have that under control and, and be fine. As far as that goes.
0: Yep. I have shares of both guys in dynasty. Um, I do I- took burks and you know rookie draft this this offseason um you know woods is coming over from previous year's draft so i have shares of both i'm not in love with one more so than the other in redraft per se give me the value give me the one that falls just because they're so similar like i'd mentioned i've seen them go in the same round within picks of each other within four or five picks of each other i've seen them be drafted so just give me the value if i see one go and i need a receiver. I'll probably be you know, following up a round later to try and grab them or two rounds later, something like that. Guys that you don't have to rush to and redraft, um, definitely going to be some later round targets. Speaking of later later round targets, to close it out, guys, is the super seance sleeper Kyle Phillips going to bring home the gold this year? Is he going to be of value? Should people draft him? Should they be looking at that 17th and, 17th and 18th round and be like, hey, Kyle Phillips, lock, stock, and barrel? What do we think?
1: in redraft i don't think so i do think he's the guy to take latest um you know i I do like kyle phillips i there was good reports coming out from camp he performed well he was solid he was doing everything he needed to but i I mean there's so many guys on other teams that are going to be more pass heavy than than the titans will i don't think it's Mm -hmm. necessary best ball is completely different i've already taken a bunch of shares of kyle phillips actually when i take Tannehill, or if i want a friendship strategy with Burks or Woods or something like that. But outside of that, I, I think for a redraft, he's better off just staying on the waiver wire and, and seeing what happens. There, there's really no reason to to draft him. There's just way more upside in, in other guys.
2: Who? Kyle Phillips?
1: No, nothing. Oh, <laughs> oh no, ouch.
2: Not ouch. Yeah. I'm out. I, I just – I don't see. I mean, we're already not going to get that much out of that offense, and, and you're getting down to the third option like that. Nah, cody's uh, uh, Nick uh, Westbrook
0: a kind guy
2: yeah well yeah there you go see he's in the N.W.I. yeah so <laughs> now i'll i pass i mean best ball of course best ball is always different you, you got to take take random shots like that especially in the big tournaments on underdog and stuff because mm-hmm. that's going to be the types of guys that make the difference and and win it all for you but uh it redrafts no thanks
0: yeah I'm, I'm excited about kyle phillips but he won't be getting on any of my uh redraft teams i definitely have him Parked in the taxi squad in a few spots in Dynasty. Definitely the most applicable place to roster him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're going to need some dominoes to fall, whether it's a Robert Woods injury. Doesn't sound that crazy, right? Uh, uh, injury to any of those tight ends. Austin Hooper doesn't sound too crazy. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akine, not that amazing in my opinion. So, I don't know. W- would be interesting to see uh, this lineup next year with uh, Malik, Derrick Henry, Kyle Phillips, Traylon Burks. It'd be I don't know. Sounds kind of fun. Sounds kind of fun. And maybe if they get lucky this offseason, they could sign a great tight end like C.J. Uzama, bring him into the mix.
1: <laughs> oh, man, just one more time, huh? It's <laughs> oh, full circle. Uh, oh. I'm
0: going so to get a photo.
1: I'm going to get a a message from you with a Photoshop of me and Uzama like, beside each other, like stepbrothers or something. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they're, they're working on the SGPN headbands. I'm going to get them working on T-shirts, too. Oh,
1: my <laughs> God. Uzama or bust.
0: Yeah, no, oh, I, I think I'm thinking your head on Uzama. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yes. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Oh,
1: like Kramer's. I'm, just, I'm not saying that you photo. don't
0: have a physical presence. I'm just saying that CJ Uzama may have a little bit more of like <laughs> you know, the physical presence, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know you're a red zone target, Andrew. Don't get me wrong. But you oh, know, yeah. CJ Uzama. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's. CJ, yeah. <laughs> baby, throw know? the fade. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to finish.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When it counts, Andrew's there. That's right. All right. <laughs> all right well this has been a great episode we've had a lot of fun a lot of laughs a lot of good info uh be sure to follow us on twitter gentlemen let them know where they can find you
1: uh at a rob 23 right there on the screen
2: yep you can follow me on twitter at husker underscore zeeb check out the nascar gambling podcast check out the f1 gambling podcast yes tons of other work on the network so follow it all cody's giving yep. out free
1: a- money weekly all right i i don't i i don't watch nascar but i do bet and uh cody has cody has made me some money so so thank 30 you. to 1
0: winner last week so what more can you Dang, want 30 to 1 winner there you go go follow cody on twitter follow the uh the sjpn racing content you can find me at t-i-t-t-h-j-b on twitter and you can find our uh, fantasy group at sgpn fantasy also go to the sports gambling smash the fantasy tab we've got all sorts of good stuff for you Cheat sheets, projections, IDP, dynasty, auction, best ball, target guides. We have got it all. It's a one-stop shop for all of your drafting needs. And guess what? It ain't shopping. It's free. There's no paywall whatsoever. We're here to support the fans, fantasy degens, betting degens. We're here for all of it. Uh, Take care, be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.